three, two, Boom. now. He's alive. Yeah. <laughs> All you motherfuckers. All right. So starting this from the top, we have a 615 Ooh, guest. I see myself. <laughs> we, we have a 615 guest. And, and, you know, we thought we were doing you guys justice by starting on time. And uh, that didn't work. That didn't work. I left my glasses in the car. So Bo is not here. Uh, we started the show on time, but the camera was froze. So, look, we're just going to take that on the chin because, again, the news that we're here to discuss is fantastic. I mean, in my opinion, anyway, um, it gives me a lot of hope. I don't know about you. But uh, the actual tweet in question I'm about to screen share and obviously uh, discuss not only with my co-host, but with anyone that wants to voice their opinion by calling in to one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Press one one time to voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People hotline. Now, Lance Pugmire says, "Don't buy the mention," which is weird, right? Like, what does he mean by "don't buy the mention"? Like, I'm used to hearing people say, "Don't buy the notion," but whatever. He's the writer, not I. Uh, he says, "Don't buy the mention that Earl Spence Jr." is in any talks with Keith Thurman. Now, we all know that Keith Thurman was out here on the Last Stand podcast and on a couple of boxing scene interviews saying that he feels he is the fall guy. He feels that he hasn't been sent the contract because if Earl doesn't fight Crawford, he might get that fight. If Crawford don't fight Earl, he might get that fight. He feels that Al has him as the fall guy. Well, Lance is saying that is crock of shit, that Earl isn't in any sort of talks with Keith. He's not any sort of backup. And then the, 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 the twist is, he says, I'm told Terrence Crawford's camp is still engaged. So if you're still engaged in conversations, you're still in negotiations. But then it gets even better. He says, the interesting thing beyond that is that the bidding is competitive between the premier boxing networks, which to me interprets that Showtime wants it, and so does Fox. Obviously, Earl Spence has been a Fox pay-per-view fighter for some time now. Showtime in the business with Javante Tank Davis, and they see the numbers that Earl is doing, and they want to be in that business. So what do you think about the tweet? No, definitely, champ. Uh... For me, it is interesting, obviously, throughout the promotion of the build-up of this potential fight, Steven Espinosa has been on record, uh, you know, speaking on this fight and stating how, you know, Showtime has had the interest, speaking on how, you know, this was going to be a complicated fight to, to make. So we've known Showtime to, to be in the mix all along, but now, you know, here comes Fox, and I think Fox is seeing you know, the their potential. Now, Ness... I don't know that here comes Fox. Remember, wasn't Earl's last two on Fox? I think they've always been involved. I think it's here comes Espinosa trying to get in on the Earl money. I don't know that the last one was Fox. Ugas? I don't think so. Ooh. Because I remember we were, we were discussing on how they possibly could have stepped away. Hmm. After the Thurman Barrios fight, there was a number of months that there was no PBC fight on Fox. So, let me see. Ugas versus Spence. 
Let us know in the chat if you remember whether you paid for a Fox pay-per-view with Ugas and Earl or there a... There you go, right there. Showtime pay Showtime. Okay, so there it is. Showtime put their... You know, they, they, they sunk their teeth into the Earl Spence business and they ain't trying to let go. They seen what that means. But Fox also sees what it means. Of uh, course. Especially a fight of this magnitude. Earl's been on Fox already, so we've seen the success that he's had. Mm -hmm. They know what he can do. Now, again, us... You don't care about it, but I do. What? The other sports, right? Terrence Crawford is a Green Bay Packers fan. Earl, Earl obviously, being from Dallas, Cowboys fan. He's fought at AT&T Stadium before. Cowboys and the Packers play the Sunday before November 19th. Fox could see that as a big promotion opportunity. We're going to make us some dollars. Guaranteed that's going to be a game of the week on Fox that you know for that weekend. And... Now, they trying to come in and, and maybe steal. So, I think that perhaps fighters may be very well compensated given that now it's a competitive thing between the networks. And two networks on the same side. It ain't like it's networks from opposite ends of the street. You know what I'm saying? It's two networks on the same side. So, it ain't like it uh, concerns of because of the network situation, the fight not happening. Nah, you know, these are two networks on the same side, so that's the beauty of it. I, um, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that this is the news. You know, shout out Lance Pugmire, formerly of uh, LA Times, currently with Fight Hype and, you know, doing his thing. Um, this is great news. Uh, but I do want to say shout out to my man Jay Scott from Contend the Clothing Line. Um, he makes all the amazing underwears that you see Tyson Fury and Nico Ali Walsh wear, and so many others. You know, he's got he's the one with the Kumite underwear and the Bloodsport underwear for my John Claude Van Damme fans. Then what's the uh, what's the other Netflix show? Kumite, Kumite, Kumite. Um, what other what other Netflix the, the, show? The Netflix show that they got the underwears of, like that karate shit. Oh, Cobra Kai. He's Cobra right. Kai. Yeah. They got Cobra Kai. So shout out to yeah. J. Scott. Head on over to Contender Clothing. Check them out. All your favorite fighters wear these underwears or some of the other apparel. This is actually, oh, look, he's got the underwear right there. Yeah. You know, and uh, I got, the oh, okay. And Can you do that once more, Danny, Once please? more, Danny. He didn't have it on you. Yeah, he the just model, the model. showing his draws. Pause. Nice. Yo, nice, Danny knows how to model. You see how he lift that leg up? Yo, usually I charge. Let me tell like you. Usually I charge, but, you know. Lift your leg up like a little puppy. So, uh, yeah, man. Shout out J. Scott, Contender Clothing Line. We definitely appreciate, um, you know, the goodie bags. But outside, outside of the appreciation of that, like, it's actually good clothing. You know, like, it, I, I, this shirt is very comfortable. It feels like a Bella. Yo, let me tell you. We, obviously, we start the show 6 a.m. Pacific. Then we got the noon at the win. And then, obviously, we're in the gyms all day. All day? Yo, my balls. You don't even know the drama that we know. Yo, my balls be so comfortable. What the in, fuck? In these drawers, let me tell you. I'm telling you. Like, I went from. Shout out to dude wipes. <laughs> shout out to. I'm just saying, you feel me? The contender draws keep my balls. Nice and soft. 
You know, sometimes never mind. Yeah, we just hard going. balls. What the hell? He said hard balls. Yeah, I, yo, listen. <laughs> well, what you we gonna nice go ahead. We gonna go ahead and get my man Zing Zoom in. He is the this world's man. number one boxing designer for uh, you know boxing apparel. He's a celebrity fashion designer. He's an ambassador for the WBC Cares, and you know. His tagline, bro, you can't not help but but get on board with that. It's called I Got My Own Back. Check him out on Instagram so that you can see all his designs and, you know, uh, all the outfits that he's created for some of your favorite fighters. Give us a few seconds. We'll be right back as we bring him in studio and uh, get him situated. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back, and I bring you. I got my own back, and and and, and first I was told it's Zing Zoom. Now I'm told it's the future. So we're gonna go to the beginning before you got all the nicknames and got all the popularity. Uh, what did your parents name you? Um, they named me Javier Zinzoon Jr., which is kind of funny because my my original name was supposed to be Uni. Okay. So the funny thing is my uh, my mom ended up passing out because she was all stressed out after she gave birth that when the doctor came in, they asked her, that's my dad, you know, what's his name going to be? And he's like, his name's going to be Javier because I want him to be named after me. My mom was pissed. So to be honest, nobody's ever called me Javier. Mm. <laughs> They've actually called me Uni my whole life. Oh, wow. So that, that was kind of like before the nicknames. So what's your boxing journey, man? How did you fall in love with the sport uh, before you became a designer or – did you fall in love with the sport through a fighter that hired you to design an outfit? The funny thing is I actually fell in love with the sport as a kid because that's when we would all get together as a family. Because when you, I grew up in Santa Ana, California, and to be honest, uh, you know, didn't really do much when I was a kid just because we were like, obviously we came from Santa Ana, we were broke as hell. So in reality, like some of the fun moments of my life were when my whole family would get together and we'd watch boxing, when we watch Chavez or Mike Tyson. Maromero Paez. So to be honest, when I saw Maromero Paez, that's kind of like when I fell in love with the sport because I saw his outfits. And when I saw his outfits, it's something that really grabbed my attention. And as a kid, when I discovered the band Bon Jovi, I actually discovered them because of the way they were dressed. So mm -hmm. that's when I knew that I had a thing for fashion when I was a kid. And when I started watching boxing and I started noticing that some of these outfits were pretty creative, that's kind of when I realized, like, you know what, I can get into that someday. 
So let me ask you, you're not just the designer that draws the actual outfit. You mm. are a seamstress as well. You you sew so, it and put it together? So in the beginning, I was actually putting some of these outfits together. But once I became a high demand, I realized I couldn't put together all these outfits. So I had to get smart with it. And I had to hire some seamstresses. So then after that, now I have a whole team. We have a warehouse. So now all I have to do is just design all of them. Actually, uh, I was just asked right now if uh, if I design everything that's on my page. I really do design everything that's on my page, hmm. just because I don't. I, I want to get credit for all my work. Because I was telling, uh, I've been, I've always told everybody, I want to be the first boxing designer ever to be featured in, the, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Because I became the first designer already in Ring Magazine. So I figured if I'm going to get credit for all my work, I got to make sure that I'm designing everything that you see. So everything you see, I do design. That's why I've ended up in the hospital like three times. So now what about... Whoa, hold on, hold on. Why'd you, why, how'd you end up in the hospital? Overworking. O overworking, uh, just getting overwhelmed. I, they I, don't know the life. They don't know the life of an it, entrepreneur, baby. Honestly, it's, it's pretty crazy because you got to understand every time you, you drop something that's fire, you got to level up each time. Because we live... Bro, in it's like an artist... He drops that first single. Everybody is trying to be Illmatic, Reasonable yeah. Doubt. Like, it's so hard to top your first album. So I get what you're saying. So you, you already on a high. Now you got to get higher and keep climbing. And, it, and, 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 it's, and, and you got to just... Hard. And, you, and me, I've always been the type that's like, I compete against myself. So I don't really, to be honest, people are always like, oh, do you, know, do you get inspiration from other people's designs? I'm like, to be honest, once I bring that fire, I got to make sure I do something crazier the next round. Because that's just how I've always been. I got to make sure that I level up on my own and just compete against myself. It's funny that you said what you just mentioned about ended up in the hospital. Uh, because Friday, my doctor told me that I was working too much. You I, got high blood pressure, bro? <laughs> nah, I got my diet pretty decent, but they, they just said I was working too much and it was getting... Know what I'm saying? Adding some stress, you feel me? But everything mm. all good. I'm just she saying. Losing it's some hairs. How'd your <laughs> doctor know grace. you was stressed? I told him I was stressed. Oh, out. Okay. okay. I told him I didn't wasn't feeling too well. See, and, and what happened to me was I drank a bottle of water one morning, and it felt like I literally just drank like a bunch of like hot burning water, just because my whole inside started to burn. Mm. And then that's when I they told me they're like, "You're not you're not really taking care of yourself." And I wasn't. There'd be days where I just uh, I wouldn't eat anything, and I would just drink like a boba that whole day, um, or I would just like just drink I would just drink like a like a Starbucks, and I wouldn't really have anything in my stomach. So imagine getting stressed out. And apparently, when you're stressed, it also affects your your like oh like bladder and all that fun stuff. So so let's finish from the beginning. Uh, so it was Javier, yeah. and where were you born? I was born in Santa Ana, California. Okay, and what were some of the first inspirations for you? Like, how did you know that you were gonna take this route? Well, obviously you said Bon Jovi, but so yeah, yeah. What, what, who else? Listening to Bon Jovi and then uh, so obviously seeing the way that they were dressed, and then after that I started noticing, like I saw Prince, like his mm. style, Michael Jackson. I was a huge fan of Michael Jackson. How style. old are you? Me now I'm like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So it's like literally as a young kid I got inspired by the way they were dressed. But how old are you now? Me right now I'm 36. Okay, you're young, bro. Congrats, <laughs> man. Thank you. So yeah, at a young age I realized I liked fashion. And uh, I always had a, it was funny because like my dad was always like, I always wanted to wear the weird stuff. Like, you know what I mean? And my dad was always like, what the heck's wrong with this guy? Like, what is he like wearing all this weird stuff? My mom's like, it's because he takes it after me. He likes fashion. Do you think you will ever go outside of boxing and, and design like an outfit for Canelo? So the funny thing is um, 
my the funny thing is that my last name is Zinzun, right? Z i n z u n. So automatically, people have always said you already have like a designer last name. Mm -hmm. Like, why don't you just run with that? And to be honest, right now I'm trying to get my company organized so it kind of runs on its own, right? And I kind of just like start having designs available that you can just purchase. And then you know, if you want me to design for you specifically, it'll be like a separate deal. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I'm trying to do that is because I really do want to have my own fashion brand, like my own streetwear line. But do you think you have the fan base? Because you got to move units, you know? Or, yeah. or is it a thing as an artist where you just want to show the world what you can do? It. It's not about how many units you can move. So the, the thing about, you know what the funny thing is that people always trip out that I have like, I think I only have like 30,000 followers, right? But my fan base are all celebrities. Like a big part of my families are celebrities. I just want exclusive stuff. And to be honest, uh, like in the past four years, like my numbers have jumped up in terms of sales. And that's why I think it's interesting that with 30,000 followers, the amount of like, cash i'm bringing in basically mm -hmm. because the the clients that i'm getting like now uh and i've always wanted to be more like an exclusive designer also where you're, you're kind of like jeremy scott or like philip Pline, like where these guys have their brands but they have their clients who mainly buy like their expensive stuff for like red carpets and all that and i've designed for red carpets i've designed a woman's dress i've designed men's suits i even actually designed chef jackets for a chain of restaurants in dubai hmm so it's like I've found like different markets that I can go into. And to be honest, um, it is about it, honestly, we live in an age right now where it doesn't even matter how dope your shit is. It's all about who's wearing it. Yeah. To be honest, like you could be like the most creative guy. But if the right person isn't wearing it, nobody's going to give a damn, to be honest. No, I mean, look at how influential Virgil Abloh was, well, you know, was yeah. to, to, to the fashion. Like shirts with spray painted x's you know people were wearing them for hundreds and hundreds of dollars so yeah and, and you know what i'm saying that's what i go about creativity you know what i mean obviously it's simple right but some people were like yo this is dope like i don't mean to talk smack but like you saw uh there, there was a few fighters that came in and they were like yo what'd you think about Devin haney's outfit the one that's all spray painted right and to me honestly i didn't really see any creativity in that i said as an artist i wasn't didn't it a gallery so I don't even know what the heck it was, but it looked like there was like spray paint on yeah. it, something like that. Um, so when I saw it, I was like, to be real, I'm like, that to me wasn't creative because literally you just got fabrics and just did a bunch of spray paint. But on that's kind of like their thing, though. That's like kind of gallery's thing. Though. It, it, it's kind of like its thing. But and it, 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 like I said, it looks cool. But as a guy who who actually likes to put in details, there's a design that I did that's called the apocalypse design. And it's it's on uh, it's, it's a design that I've done. And there's so much detail in it that when I actually like walk a fighter around the outfit and I'm like, look at all the details that went into this. Look at all the different patterns. Look at all the different, you know, like uh, design elements that were put into it. I'm like, this is what I go crazy for is that the, like if you show me stuff like this, I'll applaud it. But if you show me, I mean, yeah, I mean, this guy built a company off like, you know, his gallery stuff. But I'm like this design to me when they asked me about it, I was like, it looks cool. But to be honest, I it, it to me, it's more like where's. These artists, I think, should be putting in like a little bit more creativity into their work. Not just because you you have such a high name, you could just put something together and be like, "Yo, this is this is straight fire." You I, know what I mean? I gotta ask because we've seen fighters like Devin Haney and other fighters who have implemented like that designer to their yeah. uh, fight outfits. Uh, you know, we've seen some fighters go the Dapper Dan route. Some others, yeah. you know, go another route. 
have you ever dipped into designer like or have you ever wanted to to include any designer into I, i've some always of wanted outfits? to do that i've always wanted to do that to be honest i've always i always tell i've always told a lot of these fighters if you ever want me to design for you and these these large companies like louis vuitton versace if they ever want to give me the fabrics i can whip something up i actually designed one that was inspired by versace after logan paul flew me out to his fight because i designed for him over in uh, in miami after I visited the Versace mansion, I actually designed an outfit that was inspired by that. Um, and I've always wanted to do that, where I can collaborate with a big name like that and just bring something. Like Dapper Dan, I got mad respect for him. His, nah, his story's incredible. His story's incredible. You know, even the fact that he got arrested, I think he got sued back in the days by one of these major companies who he's now working with, which is pretty wild. Um, and I got mad respect for his for his style. Like the, what he did to streetwear was fire. And to be honest, I've been inspired by some of his work. Uh, let's debate a little bit, bro, because me and him had that conversation. I'm not into being a billboard. Yeah. Like I don't want a big ass Dapper Dan. Yeah. Like all his shit has this dumbass gold box that says Dapper Dan. Yeah. I'm good with the G's. Why do I need your big ass stupid? boxy <laughs> generic lettering on top of that like yeah. that that devalues the the product so that label looks weird See, it looks like he's forcing his his name now, on now it. before you let speak, that man no I, just, no I just want to jump in because you spoke for me i, I feel like for you no i'm saying oh, I'm you sorry i'm sorry I'm saying I'm you sorry. spoke for me i think that that damn patch just adds value and Bro, I swear to God, before I die, I want a dapper damn piece. Like you, you know, it's funny you say that because I don't know if like I got all of my boxing outfits. They all have a very small patch right on the ass, like a really, really small one. And it's funny you say that because I'm the type of guy that says my work will speak for itself. I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to be blasting my company name so you can know who I am. Not only that, but it's not about me. It's about the fighter. But here's the thing, though. How many people haven't tried to now imitate Dapper Dan? So it's like, bro. If but they I don't imitate that, though. They never imitate that dumbass patch. They but imitate the boxes, the G's, the 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 the, the 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 two G's crossing, but never that dumbass gold patch, bro. That nah, shit looks so so you know, corny. You know what the funny thing is? There's another company out in boxing. I won't say who it is. But they put their big-ass logo right on the ass. You probably already know who it is. But there's a big-ass logo on the ass. And that's the reason why a lot of people also call me. Because they're like, hey, we don't want the, the, the company's brand so big right on the Yo, ass. Yo, that's why we went with... The, you know, that's one of the reasons we went, we went with Sabas, bro. Because it's like, your logo right here. Usually, yeah. it's right here. But we want our shit. And it was numerous companies. Yeah. They're like, nah, we're not, we're not they moving. Want, they're like... They see that we have a, a a presence, so they're like, nah, let's collaborate together. And it's yeah. like, well, no, we're buying the glove from you. It's not a collaboration. You want to collaborate? Fuck it. Let's put both our shit in the front, but I ain't paying you I've, nothing. I've had dudes get offended because I've asked them to remove their logos because I want to put my logo there. So I see no, exactly I hear you. what you mean. They, they, they get offended with stuff like that. No, it was I, crazy. There's a story in boxing that he was telling me about uh, the win, right? Not the win. Winning. Winning. And the removal of logos. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm sure winning gloves are notorious in, uh, you know, for training and, and yeah. boxing and uh, obviously in Japanese fighting and whatnot. So, you know, they'll remove the logo for anybody. Like they Kasumichi, keep, yeah, he's over in... Uh, they so, they yeah. keep their logo right there. And uh, the only two people they've removed it for is, is Devin Haney and, and Floyd Mayweather. But we were just in the gym with Devin and he had... I don't know, maybe 12 to 16 
pairs of gloves lined up, 80, 90% of them with his logo. Yeah. So I'm telling, I'm like, he's like, what brand are those? Grants? I'm like, nah, they're all winning. And he's like, bro, no way. They, they don't do, I'm like, bro, those are all winning. And I'm like, yo, you know, for the right person, that logo is going to move. But for me specifically, when, it, when we're speaking of Dapper Dan, I want that patch on whatever item. Whatever item it, it may be, not for I. him specifically, I, I want that patch. Canelo is also I. somebody that they remove the patch for. The winning patch. Yeah. Like all his gear, it, it doesn't say winning on it. So he, but he doesn't use their own shit? No, all the stuff that says Canelo that he uses, in the, that he uses when he's sparring, that's all winning gear. Okay. So okay. speaking of Canelo, uh, I'm sure you've made something for him. I've seen that you made something for uh, another Eddie Reynoso fighter. So uh, just give us, I guess... The A-listers first that you've worked with. Damn. I've worked with uh, Benavidez. I've worked with Canelo. Ryan Garcia, I've done a bunch of them for him. Uh, it's funny. I don't even remember my whole list. It's uh, Jaime Munguia, I've designed for him also. I've designed for, let me see here, uh, Ugas, Lara. You just did Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz. Mark Castro. Mark you did, Castro. You did Masiago's. Got, that was fire. Abner Mares. Austin McBroom. Austin McBroom. Obviously, YouTube fighting. I've done Austin McBroom. Um, the Phase the Phase Clan. I've done some for some of those guys. I uh, want to screen share this uh, Mark Masiago one because he looked dope. Is in it this the outfit. the red it, and black one? Is it the uh, that's the Naruto inspired one? Yeah, this is fire. Yeah, that's a Naruto one. Uh, if you guys watch Creed 2, I did some of those shorts on there. Yo, what's this one? This one's tight. Ashton. Ashton Silve. I've done some bro, very interesting dash, ones for him. That, yeah, this purple and like gold one or whatnot. Yeah, I've done a couple of them. I've done, actually, I've done all of his pro fits. Um, yeah, there's literally the list just continues. Oh, wow. He did the dude that we, that we interviewed Yo, from the creator class. Oh, Austin. Okay. Yeah. He did H2O? Yeah, H2O. Um, I did, I did, I actually, I did like four or five fighters from the creator clash. Oh, I you, did, you did Ammo, too. Uh-huh. Ammo Williams. King Kong, okay. Was that Evan Holyfield? Yeah. Yeah, Evan Holyfield. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes I don't even remember all the guys that I've worked with because there's so <laughs> we many. Got you. We got Brandon your Brandon Lee. So talk yeah. to me about the WBC. I seen that, I think, last year you became an ambassador with the WBC. Um how, who who I guess Nancy connected you? Actually, no, it was Zena. Okay. Zena is like, it's crazy because nobody's ever met her, mm -hmm. but she's connected a I've lot of us. I've never met her. A lot of people have. Con she's connected a bunch of us, and she saw my story because uh, I'm a big fan of Vinnie Paz. And when I met Vinnie Paz, she actually reached out to me and she learned about my story because I overdosed in 2011. Oh, from what? Uh, drugs and alcohol. Which drug? Uh, whatever I can get my hands on. Really. <laughs> Yeah. So what was going on that, that caused that? Was it the success that led you to the party life, or was that depression that the, led actually, you to the drugs? So that's why I became an ambassador because I'm a spe I speak at schools and colleges. And before the WBC found out that I was doing this, Zena uh, let them know, "Hey, did you guys know that he's also a mentor to, to professional boxers?" And I have. I've sat down with a lot of fighters, and I've actually had some of the most craziest conversations that you would even like. It's things that they would never tell anybody. Things that some of these guys have gotten in trouble for, which you don't even know the truth, and they've actually opened up to me and have told me. Uh, so before, before I started, I got my own back, and the meaning of I got my own back. Before that, I was living a very crazy life. When you grow up, like in the ghetto, right? I grew up in, in Santa California around gangs and all that. 
And then I had a dad who worked two jobs. He worked in the fields of Orange County picking oranges by day and then in a in like a sponge uh, warehouse by night. So well, uh, I, I grew up with that. What was it called? Childhood trauma, basically. Right. I'm not going to say too much about my childhood because my dad got pissed last time because he was like, bro, you're making me look bad. <laughs> it's kind of like the story uh, Honey Boy with Shia LaBeouf. So as a kid, obviously, you know, I, I went through some shit as a kid. My dad was a big time drinker and that caused me also, you know, to become a big time addict. And I was always trying to escape reality. And then obviously as a lost angel, what happens? You end up joining other lost angels. Right. Which I, I was living a pretty crazy life. I was I was I had a gold plate just to kind of sum it up. I was I was walking around with a gold plated cell phone. I'm driving around at Aston Martins, Lambos. Uh, I'm driving around in yachts. Right. At all by the age of 22. How the hell does a guy that young end up living that kind of a lifestyle? Right. So I basically ended up getting pushed into the hands of some pretty interesting people. Right. Which ended up having me living that lifestyle. But while I was living that lifestyle. People think sometimes when you have it all, you're like on top of the world. You're the happiest guy ever. But actually, that's when I was the most numb to the point where I was riding on top of cars on the top of on, on the freeway. Right. Just to feel something. So it was to the point where I, I felt so dead inside that. But um, why? Because of my childhood trauma. So my childhood trauma. But how does your childhood trauma creep back in your mind it, at it, your it, highest it, point in your life? But this is before I even like started this brand. But I, I was making money. Yeah, but, but I mean, forget the brand. If you're living in fucking Lambos and Austin Martins and yachts. But it was dirty money. Okay. So you, didn't, it, you didn't clear that up. So, okay. So. I mean, he just told you that. He said he met interesting people. Bro, that's all. He told you what he was doing at the age of 22. He's like, how does somebody do that at the age of 22? I mean, it depends well, who you link with. Nah, look. You either you either playing ball or you you making dirty money. So, or or but, you linked with the right people. So, so yeah, either. But uh, all in all, I wasn't, right? I had Rolexes, everything, right? I was walking around the clubs with like 10 Gs, like, yo, let me get the best table you got. You know, I was... I even got to a point where I was even dating like uh, models. Like I, I literally was living that kind of a lifestyle, right? Mm. It, it was like it's like the lifestyle that right now all these kids brag about. How many years did you get? That was at twenty two. How many? What was your run looking like? So I, I actually all this started at the age of twenty two, and it ended at the age of like twenty six when I overdosed. Oh, four year run. So it was like yeah. So it was it was wild. I'm not gonna lie. I had like the time of my life, but it was all stupid shit. Obviously, um, I saw a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have been able to shouldn't have seen as a young kid, right? So all of that kind of like, it got me to the point where when you're hanging around like gangsters, right? There's a point even when the guy pulled a gun to my head, like where everybody was high, right? And he pulls and he's like, what if I just pulled the trigger right now? And I said, you'd be doing me a favor, mm. right? So he pulls the trigger and he starts laughing like a maniac. And he goes, yo, mother effer, you were meant to live because I thought this shit was loaded, man. Right? What the fuck? So that, that's kind of what happens when you hang out with people like that, right? So... At that point in my life, I realized, like, damn, I really don't even care whether I live, a diet, live or die at this point, to be honest. So that's kind of like when I realized, like, I really, you know, I never really tried at anything because I always felt like everybody always said I wasn't going to accomplish anything. They're like, yo, he went to continuation school. He got kicked out of his high schools. He's been arrested. Like, th there's no hope for this kid. So I actually believed what the world told me. And then because I came from the ghetto when I was a kid. And then growing up, helping my dad clean offices, vacuuming like schools and stuff like that. I always felt like this is going to be where I end up, mm -hmm. basically, because I, I, di I didn't inherit anything. I, I don't come from money. I don't I'm not a guy who, uh, you know, my dad's a hard worker, but I don't think he's going to be able to ever leave me anything right in the end. So I never really tried at anything, which is the reason why I just kept going down this dark path. Everybody that I would meet, I would hurt, basically, whether it was friends or women. You know what I mean? Like 
I never really took anyone serious. Her emotionally. Emotionally, yeah. So after that, I kind of because of the, what the lack of commitment, the just, lack of I just didn't really care for people. Didn't really I I had like no love in my. That's why I have a tattoo on my arm that says "Love Lost" because I just felt like I didn't even know what love is. I I basically just didn't really care for human humanity. Didn't really believe in anything. You spoke a lot about your dad. Uh huh. Where was your mom in this situation? My mom always had like mad love for us, but the thing about me was like I just lost like emotion to the point where I didn't really. I, I, could, I couldn't really open up to either of them. And but my, was she absent? Was she not She there? was there. No, she was there, and she was trying to be there for me. But I just, I was just never really cared to share my emotions with any of them. And like I said, like, I went through some shit in my childhood with both my parents that kind of pushed me away from them, right? And like I said, I don't really want to burn my parents. So, but, like, I went through a lot of shit with them that to the point where I, I wasn't close to them. So they were trying to be there for me during my some points, like when I got arrested, when I got in trouble. But I just never really, you know, gave them the time of day. So... It just got to a point where the obviously the pills got worse, the drinking got worse, the just kind of yeah, just loving drugs so much that everything just kept pushing me down a darker path where you just want to keep feeling numb. So I'd wake up in the morning and I'd drink vodka already in the morning and then my dad would pick me up like at two in the morning from a bar because they would call and be like, hey, is this your son? Because he's laying outside in the front and mm -hmm. we need you to come pick him. So it became to a point where it's the partying kind of got like a daily thing, right? So on a daily, I was just trying to numb everything. So it got to a point where on February 17, 2011, I woke up. And when I woke up, I felt like something was just completely off on this day, right? It's like, and at this point, I've, I haven't eaten anything really for like two and a half weeks. It's literally just been pills and alcohol. But at this point, I just didn't really care, right, which direction my life went in. So I was just kind of like, you know what? I don't really know what I'm doing with my life. I'm I'm in a really bad place mentally. I just I've I'm kind of over it. I was I'm going through what everybody's going through right now, which is obviously you know everybody's depressed now. Everybody's got anxiety, right. panic attacks. Everybody's just kind of going through it right now, and that's kind of and we're in my time when this was happening, nobody really spoke about their emotions because you're seen as weak. Oh yep. man, you're being a little bitch. You know what yep. I'm saying? So it's like. When you're around a bunch of tough-ass dudes, who the hell do you open up to, right? Because now you're going to be seen as a weakling, basically. So it got to a point where I woke up that day, and usually when I was hungover, I would go to Jamba Juice, get myself a nice cold drink, and kind of like try to sober up. But on this day, as I get in my car, I'm driving across the street to, to Jamba Juice. As I'm walking there, it's like everything starts to fade in my vision. Like everything starts turning black as I'm walking. It started to trip me out. To a point where when I walked into Jamba Juice, the, I, the lady's like, are you okay? Because you look like you need like medical help. She's wow. like, you're really pale. And I was like, I'm fine. And I, I got so annoyed that I was like, just give me my effing drink already. Like, I, I want to get out of here. So she gives me my drink. And when I drank it, that's when I knew something was off. Because if you have a Jamba Juice, that thing is cold as hell. And this thing felt dry and just, it's like a cardboard in my mouth, basically. Mm. So that's when I knew like, all right, shit, something's off, right? Because I can't even taste this thing. So as I'm walking now, it's like my body was beginning to shut down, like it was starting to shut down on me, and my vision was getting black. I get in my car, and it, it got to a point where everything just started kind of like shutting down on me, to a point where I couldn't feel my left leg anymore. My left arm started dying on me. My phone's like on, it's, it's almost dying, and I was like, shit, I'm like, I got to call 911. I think that woman was right. But I called my dad first, and I said, Dad, man, I, I don't feel well. And I'm like stuttering. My dad's like, I told you this shit was going to happen, and he hangs up on me. I was like, damn. So I was like, nah, I, got, I got like one more call up. Call 911. And they're like, what's your emergency? I'm like, I'm literally on this street in front of this, 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 it was a 24 hour fitness. I'm like, I'm right here. I'm like, 
I, I, I'm like, I, I can't even talk anymore. I'm like, I, my mind's like, it's like, it's blank now. Like, I don't even really know what to say. And she's like, wait, what are you feeling exactly? And my phone dies in that moment. Oh, shit. So then now I'm trying to turn my steering wheel. And it was like, I don't know if you've ever uh, ran out of gas and your steering wheel kind of yeah, gets all it hard. Yeah, it gets all hard. Yeah, so like the power that, steering. That's out. what it felt like because I had no strength in my body. So now my left arm's dead. I'm trying to turn the wheel and I go up the curb a little bit right at the 24-hour fitness. Literally, if I would have kept going, I would have gone to the damn window. So I mm. put it in park. And in that moment, both my arms just dropped and my head, everything just became heavy. So now I could hear like my heart beating. It's like boom, 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 boom. And as I'm like sitting there, I'm like, yo, what the heck is going on? So I'm looking at myself in the rearview mirror and I was like, yo, I'm pale as hell. Now my body's just pale. And in that moment, uh, as I'm going pale, uh, I'm freaking out now because I'm like, yo, what the heck is going on? So I really thought in that moment, I'm like, that's it, I'm dead. Like, wow. like I feel it right now. This is what death feels like. Like everything's shutting down on me. And as I'm looking at myself, I, I, it's, like, it's like I started getting emotional because I, I saw the way that I live my life. Very careless, you know, very on the edge and just kind of just, I spent most of my time just feeling sorry for myself and not really ever trying to accomplish anything. Kind of blame the whole world for the reason why I was so miserable as a person. So to a point where out of nowhere, everything just went black, right? And it, I don't know if you guys ever watched Stranger Things, you know, when that girl's in that dark room, right? It's like, that's kind of what it felt like. Like you're in there, you're in a freaking dark room. And in my head, I was like, okay, I don't see the light. All I see is darkness. So I think I know where the hell I'm going, right? So in that moment, um, I'm just freaking out and it's like in that moment it's like a movie of your life is played right and after like I saw the movie of my life I kind of just got really depressed while I'm in this room because I was like yo this is the way I live my life like I didn't do shit I literally just spent it just hurting people hurting myself wishing every day was my last right and I was mm. like and I really didn't even take advantage of it and if I could if I could do things all over again like I would have done things so much different like I realize now, like, yo, this is scary shit. Whatever the hell's going on right now, right? So in that moment, I started hearing voices from a distance. I'm hearing voices, and I don't even know what the hell's going on. And like I said, I'm in a dark freaking room, and I'm literally, like, it's like you're asleep. And I'm hearing these voices from a distance to the point where it's getting louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And then I know where it's like, you just hear, he's awake, right? And I open my eyes a little bit, and there's a dude on top of me. It's the freaking paramedics, right? And I don't really know what's going on. In that moment... He's talking to me and he's yelling, but mm. I can't even hear him anymore. Like he's on top of me, like saying something. I'm looking in the mirror in that moment. You know, it's like I pray to God for the first time in my life. Right. Because before that, I didn't really know what to believe in. I just thought we're just here, you know, just kind of living it day by day. Right. So as I'm like looking in the mirror, I told God, I was like, you know what? I apologize for everything that I've done. I apologize for the way I live my life. The people that I hurt the most was my family. So if I could see them one more time, that's all I asked for. If you want to take me after that, I accept it. But if you would have given me another chance, I would have lived life really differently. I would have tried. I would have actually tried to leave a story. I would have written a brand new story, one that I could be proud of, basically. And in that moment, um, everything went black again. So everything just went black, right? So after everything went black again, now I'm back in this freaking dark room, right? And it's crazy because I don't even know how long that felt, but then my eyes opened up again. And when I looked in the rearview mirror, I see my mom being held back by the cops. So she's being held back by the cops. My brother's being held back by the cops. And he's screaming, that's my brother. My mom's like, that's my son. Like, I could hear them. It's like, I could, it's like only their voices I was able to hear, even though there was all this chaos, like cops outside, 
right? You got these people working on top of me, trying to bring me back to life. And in that moment, yeah, everything just, I said, I, I, you know, I looked in the mirror, I saw them crying, but I thank God for that moment because I was like, you know what, you could take me now. And then everything went black after that. So how did you end up in this position? Obviously, you wanted to rewrite your story. So You wanted to change your legacy. What was the first step in that? So after that, now, uh, I wake up in the hospital, and the doctor says, I, I kind of got an idea now of how you live your life. Your parents just gave me a whole little rundown of what you've been doing, what you've been up to, the kind of things you've been doing. And he's like, and you know what? You already know what that journey and path, what, what that takes you to and where you end up. So now, if you choose a different path, you can, you can leave behind a story that you're actually going to be proud of and one where you actually succeed and all that, right? So in that moment, I started crying because I felt like, damn, I'm depressed as hell, right? Like all my emotions just hit me. He's like, and he's like, JR, five more minutes and we can't bring you back. So you would have been dead after that. Like, uh, uh, that's it. There's no bringing you back. And I was like, holy shit. So that scared the crap out of me thinking like, damn, I just got another chance. So the doctor, I'm not going to lie, kind of like, kind of gave me some shit about like the way I was living my life. And I'm not going to lie. I wish I remembered his name, but that conversation really stuck with me to a point where that when I went home, um, I, th I dumped out all the pills in the bathroom. I dumped out all the alcohol, just got rid of everything. I had all these like really like evil pictures in my room, like angels with their rings ripped off, like all this like dark shit. I took everything down. I took everything down. And then uh, in that moment when I took everything down, I just uh, now the sobriety part came right where now I'm trying to get sober because I've been going at it for years. Um, so now I'm like, you know, it's time to get sober. And I didn't go to no program. I didn't go to no AA. I actually just whipped out a book and I just started like, you know how like you do like a vision board? Except I was like, you know what, man, I, I want to I want to be a designer. So I just started like kind of sketching out clothes and like whenever like drugs or pills wanted got in my head and I want and I started shaking, I started getting all these bad headaches. I was punching the walls like in that moment. I started drawing again to distract my mind. And what did I do? I started playing old videos of Mike Tyson. Oh, wow. Because Mike Tyson was someone. It's funny because I've always wanted. I, there's another funny story to that. But he's my favorite, all time favorite fighter. And then I love this story. Right. So I started watching videos on him. And when I was watching his videos, I would just draw like, I was like, you know what? I got to think of a company name. So and I thought of a name that represents uh, self-love, that represents that if I fall down, I'm going to get back up, that represents I'm going to write my own story, that represents I'm in charge of my life, that represents that nobody will ever tell me that I can't do anything because it's all up to me. And that's how I came up with the name IGMOB, which means I got my own back. So that's where the name was born. And then after that, um, as I'm in there, in my room, like I literally, I lost my personality. I didn't know how to talk to people. I'd be, it's like I had, like the way I am right now, I was not like this at all for like the first year. Hmm. I was like the quietest guy. I didn't really say much. And in the beginning, I actually started this company with, uh, by personal training people. So I was holding mitts. So I'd go to like rich neighborhoods and I would invite like my aunts, like my tias. I'd be like, hey, can I train you? Like just holding mitts and you just punch it. So then I started, I got my own back fitness. So this brand actually started as a, you know, personal training company. So wait, let me get this clear. You would ask your aunt to compose as a, as a client, client yeah. to entice yeah. future clients. And it worked. Like, no, of course it did. Like people would come up to be like, hey, I really like what you're doing. Do you have a business card? So I went on Vista Print. I printed out a bunch of shitty little yeah. cards, started handing those out. And to the point where I actually started building a little, it, it didn't take, it took time, obviously. Of course. I, I wasn't overnight. So I started building a little clientele. And then I was like, you know what? I went to the swap meet. I made a t-shirt that said I got my own back. It got to a point where people were coming up to me like, yo, man, that, that name's empowering. Is that a brand? 
And I was like, as a matter of fact, it is, but it wasn't, right? Yeah. So then uh, I actually started, I went on Google, started learning about trademarking, started learning about t-shirts, started learning about how you buy these shirts like at the warehouse and stuff like that. So I, at first, my company started as a, as a t-shirt brand. And it's funny because all the shit that I had from back in the days, I had like Rolexes and stuff like that. I went to a pawn shop, I sold all those things. The money that they gave me was the money that I used to go start printing t-shirts. And it was funny because the first fight that I ever tried to go sell t-shirts at was at the StubHub. And that was the first time. Uh, so when I went to the StubHub right there in Cali, uh, I went there. I got, I got a box of shirts, right? I, did, I thought it was like the coolest. I got my own back t-shirt, right? I was like, these are going to sell quick. I went out there, out there, tried selling them to a point where security came and kicked my ass out, mm. right? Like, hey, man, you can't be selling this stuff here. Like, you need a license to be inside. You need to have your own vendor booth. And that's when I started learning about vendor booths and all that. And it's funny because the first fight I actually ever saw live was Andy Ruiz. Um, that's when he fought at the, at the StubHub. So that was the very first fight I ever saw. When I was there and I saw the outfits, that's when I was like, yo, this is something that I really want to get into now. So my very, very first, uh, I'm going to jump because obviously the story is freaking long. I from Because like, like in the beginning, I was obviously like going to gyms, trying to sell my stuff. Um, I looked up, I, I kind of started looking up to a brand called tap out that was big back in the days, which is funny because now I'm friends with Dan Caldwell, which is one of the founders of tap out. And, uh, so I, I kind of started seeing the way they were doing it. They were giving out a bunch of free shit in the beginning. He was even saying, yo, I'm maxing out credit cards, making all this clothing and giving it away for free. So what did I do in the beginning? In the beginning, when I first started like designing, I started designing unique t-shirts for these guys. So in the beginning, I started designing shirts for free. So everybody, if I would come up to a gym and there was a fighter there, I would offer him my services. And he'd be like, oh, let me get 20 shirts. Let me get 15 shirts. During this time, I have two jobs. One job was to pay my bills. And my other job was... But Float I, the business. So, But let me tell you something that I completely forgot to tell you guys. After my overdose, after now I'm trying to get sober, right? What happens? I come with a freaking knock on my door. And it's like... and. It, these people are talking to my mom. We're looking for Javier Zinzun Jr. And my mom's like, um, that's my son. Can I, can I help you? And I'm hiding behind the door, right? I'm like, what the hell's this? These guys are like, I'm detective so-and-so, and I'm detective so-and-so. We're looking for your kid. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> so in that moment, I forgot to jump that part, but I was being sued for hundreds and thousands of dollars. There's a lot of stuff that I got in trouble for, right? So but now, sued not for the clothing. No, no, I was being sued for my past life. So they were like, hey, you know, we understand that your son's been doing some uh, illegal activity, right? So we, we so I can't talk about that because I already won the court cases and I don't want to bring that shit back up. But I got in trouble for a lot of shit. So now there's detectives here. So now I'm being sued for hundreds and thousands of dollars. I'm looking at 10 years in jail, right? So now while I started this brand, I'm, I have two jobs as a security guard, right? I worked as a security guard. One job was, like I said, to try to survive. And my other job was to pay my lawyers because that shit was costing a lot. So kind of, that's kind of like where the brand started, uh, which is basically personal training. And then after that, I started getting into T-shirts. I, I, I got to interrupt because um, I've just been hit up by, by somebody that wants to know if you make girl outfits. I do. I do design girl outfits also. Okay, girl he, boxing he, outfits. He's listening. He currently has a world champion with an upcoming fight. Jessica McCaskill? Yes, indeed. I just designed for Yoka, right? Didn't she just fight? Tony over? Yoka? Yeah, that one girl, Yoka. Oh. Oh, his wife. That's his wife, Tony Oka's wife. She fights. The girl, oh, really? she, she just fought. I think she was the main event in uh, Costa Rica. I just did her. Oh, and Ramla Lee. I just okay. I just designed hers also. I don't know if you saw hers on there yes. on my Instagram. Just, I just designed Ramla Lee's. 
I know Ramla very well. So basically, after all that madness, this is where the brand was born. And I, my very first boxing outfit was a, a light-up boxing robe. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to go come into a boxing, a designer, I, I'm like, I got to come in with a bang, right? So it's funny because I started looking up. So during the time that I'm getting sober and I'm designing T-shirts and all that, like I'm still trying to get sober. And now I've, I just hit my 11-year my mark. I'm going on 12 years. Um, so in the beginning now, now I'm designing stuff that I want to do in the future. And I actually have a book worth all my original stuff that I mm. designed. I was like, one day I'm going to design for a movie. I did it. One day I'm going to design for the biggest names in boxing. I did everything I ever wrote down, I've accomplished, including becoming an ambassador for the World Boxing Council, as a, you know, in the CARES program. So everything I've ever written, I've actually been accomplishing, including I wanted to design the very first ever light-up boxing robe, which is funny because everybody went crazy when Jake Paul wore one. And I'm like, yo, I did that shit back in 2016. <laughs> like, that was my very first design. I was the first person to ever light up a boxing robe. And then Deontay Wilder came out with the lights on his and even I remember there was articles like first ever light up outfit. And I'm like, what the heck? I did that shit years ago. But nobody knew who the hell I was back then. And that outfit, I actually put it on. It's funny you're wearing Danny Swift Garcia because I did it on a guy that he fought against, Mauricio Herrera, mm. El Maestro. That was the very first fighter. And I remember I uploaded a quick little teaser video on my Facebook and his wife saw it. She goes, is that robe lighting up? I was like, yeah. I'm like, I just finished it. This is the very first robe that I've ever designed. So she's like, can my husband wear that? And he actually wore it on the undercard of Canelo and Khan. So he wore it at one of the, he was the very, I think he was the very first televised fight at the, uh, that, that, uh, that arena here in Vegas, uh, the T-Mobile arena. The T-Mobile, okay, yeah. So I was there and I got a chance to see my robe come in all lit up and everything. So that was the very first design I ever did. And from there, I wanted to set the bar high for myself. So I was like, all right, after this, you have to keep leveling up and leveling up and leveling up. And obviously after that, um, it, it started growing through word of mouth. And the fact that when you come to my, my shop, we talk about the design for like, let's just say 15 minutes. And then the rest of the time we talk about life. Like we just talk about life, right? To a point where people have always told me, yo, you have some of the most interesting conversations with some of these guys. Why don't you record these things? But in my head, I'm like, I just feel like some of them are way too personal and sure. very intimate that... A lot of the things they tell me, like, yo, I've had some of the craziest conversations. Some of the craziest conversations. I noticed that you did the Barrios outfit, I want to say for the tank fight uh, with the feathers. Yeah. That, that was pretty dope. But I feel like Ryan wore a cape as well, and that was kind of cape-like. Did you design that? Like blue and red for Ryan, where he kind of looked like a the, Superman, Superman outfit? Yeah, that, that was my design. It's funny because that design became a Funko. Mm. So the Ryan Garcia Funko, that, mm. that's actually my design um, that he's wearing on the okay. shorts. Really? Yeah, so that's it became cool. a Funko. I, I have that Funko at, at home. So, yeah, that's when Ryan came and he said he wanted a Superman-inspired. That's why we called it Super Eye when mm -hmm. we did that one. And then Mario Barrios, when he started seeing that we could do, like, you know, stuff like that, he started asking for more Aztec-style outfits. Mm -hmm. And that's why we started doing, like, the shield. No, his is dope. I was just looking at it on your page and... Uh you know, obviously remembered the fight, that walkout. I was at that fight. It was, it was a nice, nice, nice Wasn't that where he wore the pink one? It was like the San Antonio colors? Yeah, it's like pink with the turquoise. Yeah, it was the no, San Antonio fire, colors. Yeah. yeah, It was the Fiesta colors. So he hit me up and he said he wanted to kind of go with that theme. So, see, that's what I've been liking is now that the fighters are kind of hitting me up and they're, they're not afraid to wear, like, certain colors. They're not afraid to go crazy. How much does one of these things cost? So I have my, my basic designs that start, like, at 1000 and then so I wait, the the cheapest is a thousand. Cheapest is a thousand, 
And if you're an amateur though, if you're kids, the price changes dramatically just because they're kids, and I support a lot kids. Um, so if you're an amateur, if you're an amateur, how many fights? You got to have some sort of standard. To, to be honest with you, all amateurs that I've ever contacted me, I do a tank top, shorts, and uh, and a jacket, all for like six hundred bucks. And it's I'm not gonna lie, I, I don't really make money on those, but it's because I feel like. Nobody really supported me as a kid with a dream. So yeah. these kids have dreams, so I'm going to back them up 100%. No, now, that's dope. No, for sure. And I remember my first amateur fight uh, I went to, not the first fight, but the first fight I went to that had a kid who had his own outfit. I yeah. never had seen that. I was in Tampa, and a kid was fighting. He had black and gold. Meanwhile, the other dude had the regular red USA boxing shit. Yeah, I'm like, what blue, the yeah. fuck is going on? He had his black and gold Nikes, black and gold yeah, shorts. I was, uh, it was kind of surprising the first time I saw an I never understood. I was like, what is this? Yeah, like, the whole gym had red and blue and this one kid, and he was a star. It was a tough fight, though. My man, Andre's whatever hands... He, be, he put hands on him. Yeah, yeah, parents now call me and they're like, hey, I want my son to look like the pros, man. Like, I want him to stand out. And I was just at the Hall of Fame, uh, the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. And you should have seen the one, all the ones that I designed for all stood out because mm. they all came out in like anaconda prints, pythons. like, And they were like, damn, like, who's designing all these kids' outfits? And I, I, I've designed those. Um, but yeah, it's honestly like I love. And then after that, I have my God's designs. God's is like, if you look at that Austin McBroom one that I just did, the white one. That's a God's level design, which means that those automatically start at five grand because those are like art pieces. Those are some that really, really a lot of details or a lot of expensive uh, fabrics go into it. Some of these fabrics I have to fly them in or some of the pieces that are on there. So some like that. Um, Alex Wasabi, he also bought a God's design. Uh, it's, uh, to be honest, it's usually the YouTubers that buy those. Those are the guys that just like they want something extravagant. Yeah, yeah. You didn't do the Logan Paul one, right? I did Logan Paul when he wore the yellow one when he fought against uh, when he fought against who was it? Floyd Mayweather. Which one? I think that might have been his second fight with KSI. That was the best outfit I've ever seen. I that long black trench. I don't know. I didn't work with him on there. I wore oh, him for the man. yellow one. What is the? I don't, I don't even remember. If I'm I saw see, that one. I don't know if he got it because I don't follow him, and you know he's not really boxing, so it might be buried. Supposedly he's coming back. I heard a few rumors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's coming back in December. December. Okay. You do cornerman jackets too. I do cornerman jackets. Uh, it's funny because Salas here from Vegas. He's always said, yo, you do some of the best cornerman jackets, man. He just asked me if I could design him some stuff, too, for his Oh, game. wow. This is what you did? No, this is the WWE. You didn't do that, right? His no. Summer no, no, no. That's, that's a completely that's black different design. And the black and yellow, that's something else. No, I did a black and yellow one when he fought Floyd Mayweather. I think there's a picture of me and him on my Instagram. Yeah, I see the shorts because he got that picture of him punching Floyd. But uh... so, what he, so he wanted one that was inspired by Rocky Balboa. That, that time I actually designed the cr a really crazy one, but his whole team was like, you know what? We really want him to just come out just clean, satin. In my head, I'm like, might as well just go to Everlast if you just want something like that. But no, they actually paid me to design that one. So I was like, all right. Okay. Yeah, the one that said Paul. No, it says Paul in the front, yeah. Yeah. Which, oh, wow. Which it outfit? does look plain. I'm going to screen share it. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, so you got, you you know, you were blessed because this is, was an easy design for you. I was like, that's what you guys want? And the funny, the cool thing, I mean, I'm not going to lie. He flew me. It feels like a throwback, though. I ain't on front. Yeah. It feels like a throwback to like the 80s. So that's what he was going for. They were going for that old school, like 80s look. And it was inspired by the movie. I think Rocky Balboa wears one. It's like yeah. Black yeah. Like that when he's fighting I can Apollo see that. Creed. 
Um, so he hit me up and they go, we want Damn. something very plain like this. I was like, you know what? But I, I, I got a chance to design something that was on the big stage. And I also designed for Luis Cuba Urias. Okay. He was on, he was actually, I think the, when he the, fought hurt. Yeah. I think yeah, it was when he fought on that card. Let yeah. me yeah. ask you, who was the first person that you designed for? Like the first big name that from that name, your phone started to blow up. To be honest, uh, Ryan Garcia, when I was designing for him, he wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really there yet. But when Canelo one day went to go see him fight over in Fantasy Springs, he saw a red and black outfit that I did. It was the first time Ryan got sponsored by Gymshark. So when Canelo came in, he saw that. And it was funny because uh, I get a call from a friend of mine who's over there with the Ryan Garcia camp. And he says, hey, Canelo reached out to me and he wants you to design for him. I had a, it was funny because I had a bad experience with Canelo in 2012 when he fought Floyd Mayweather. So a point where I said I would never work with him, right? And, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> so my nickname is Messi Ness. So, 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 uh, what happened with you and Canelo in 2012? So in 2012, this is when I was broke, uh, literally just a year sober. I came to Vegas. He was fighting. He was about to fight Floyd Mayweather. I went in the back, right? To go say what's up to him. I actually snuck in to the back of the MGM. Like, you know, everybody was there. I jumped over on the bottom, right, where everybody was hanging out with the VIPs. I literally snuck into the crowd. I followed everybody to the back where he was trying on his gloves. So after he tried on his gloves, uh, it was only me and him because he was leaving already, right? A couple of his crew was behind him. He was leaving. I approached him to say hello, went up to him, tried to shake his hand. He ignored the shit out of me, just walked right around me. I was like, damn, this dude just dissed me. And then I tried saying hello to one of it, to his coach. At the time, it was Chepo. I tried saying hello to him, too. And he ignored the shit out of me, too. And I was like, damn, man, these two guys just ignored my ass. <laughs> so ever since then, it kind of left me all like like a, like a sour taste in my mouth. So I was like, you know what, man? I don't think I'll ever work with this guy. Like, that was kind of messed up that he just like, they both just ignored the crap out of me. One of them, I get it. But two of them? So it was funny. So when my boy hit me up, I remember it was like, it was at night. And it was like 2 in the morning. And he's like, Joe, JR, Canelo wants you to come to his house tomorrow. I was like, and he knew the story. And I was like, man, why are you playing with me? So I hung up on him. So I went to sleep. I woke up in the morning to like freaking 30 missed calls and a screenshot that Eddie Reynoso sent him saying, hey, we need that designer here. And that's when I realized, oh, snap, this is real. So in that point, I went to the office, collected uh, some of the shorts that I've designed to kind of show him some fabric samples. And I got invited to Canelo's house. So now I'm at his house, right? As soon as I walk in, his right-hand man goes, grabs me, brings me into Canelo's office. And then he goes, he goes, you excited? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is pretty big. Like, this is, the, you know, I've, this is the highest fighter right now, right. obviously, right? This is like now. And, boy, and what year is this? What year is this? It was a few years ago. Okay. It was when it was like on top of his game. He was still on top of his game. Uh, he had, yeah, obviously now he's like, the, he's like the guy now that everybody wants to work with. He's like the number one fighter. Um, it was when he, I forgot who he fought, but he was wearing my, the white and gold shorts. I designed those a while back. Um, and it was funny because, uh, when I went there, I'm sitting there in his office and his right hand man comes in he goes, Hey, so have you ever worked with Canelo before? And I said, let me tell you a funny story that happened in 2012. Right. And that's when I told him the story. Mm -hmm. And after that, he goes, damn, no way that he's like, man. And he kind of like made me feel better about it. He goes, man, he was, he's been cutting weight. This was fight was a big deal. He Hell mentally, yeah. he was focused. He goes, so don't take it to heart. I was like, you know what? I did take it to heart for many years. And I told my, I, I even told my dad. I was like, you know what, man? I'm just going to work so hard, and I'm going to design some badass shit to the point where one day he's going to see my work, and he's going to call me. It's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Kind of threw that out into the universe, and it actually worked out that way, which is kind of funny. So ever since I worked with Canelo, like I said, 
before that, I was designing some pretty cool stuff, but nobody really cared. Once Canelo wore a basic design of mine, everybody went crazy because that's what I was saying. Like it, it all it matters, matters who's wearing who's it. wearing it. So, but but after that, the phone went crazy. After that, the phone went crazy with all the boxers. Now all who the was the next person? Damn. After that, I think it. Was, I think it was a. Who the heck was it after that? After that, to be honest, it was the Creed movie, and then after that, wait. You designed outfits for the whole movie? No, I designed for the for Creed 2, I designed a few of the outfits. There was five designers involved in that movie. I was I don't know if you saw when Drago first fought uh, Michael B. Jordan, he was wearing shorts that say Drago down the leg. Those yes. were that was my design. Okay. And then in the beginning of the movie, when Ivan Drago is kind of like doing like an underground street boxing fight, uh, he's wearing these all brown shorts. Those were also mine. So I think he wore like a total of three or four shorts on the movie. Was it like a reality show where like the best designs gets picked or did they no. just say, hey, you got you get to design three? And so the funny thing is during this time, I'm working at the uh, at the Dolby Theater as a security guard. Uh -huh. And it was funny because I remember I walked up on stage because I was, I was a security guard there. And I look at all the seats and I told myself one day I'm going to design for a movie. And I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to try to design for a movie. So then that night, I actually went on my phone as I'm sitting outside, it's pouring rain, and I'm on my phone, and I'm like looking up future projects, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if they're going to design another Creed movie. So I started reading articles from the first Creed movie, and I saw that there was a woman, she's from uh, Europe, who was designing the outfits for that movie. And then she gave a big shout out to the costume department, and she named the people, and I looked up the name of the names of the people. As soon as I got home that night, I started getting on my computer, um, looking these people, looking up. these people up, right. and I was looking them up, and I actually found their Instagram and their Facebook and their email. So I went ahead and started blasting them with emails, like, and I, and I even wrote the producer at that time. I wrote everybody. So it was funny because I'm sitting there at the Dolby Theater now, and like I'm working security there again. It's for the Oscars, and then I think like about give it like a few months later, I literally wake up in the morning, I check my email, and it says Creed Two. I was like, what the heck? So I when I opened up the email. It turns out that they saw one of my emails and they said, look, we already have three designers on board. We have a, an award-winning designer. She designs for like Pacific Rim and a bunch of major movies. And we also have another company in Europe. But you know what? We want to add a different style into it. So how about, you know, we send one of our, we're going to send our costume designer, or the main one that's working on this movie. She's going to do like an inter interview. She's going to interview you, kind of see the kind of style you're doing. She comes to my office. I remember my boy was there, my camera guy, and he's filming all this. She comes over and I was really nervous because I was like, yo, I'm about to meet with an actual designer. I'm a guy who literally is like a hands-on designer. I'm learning hands-on. Like I've never went to school for it. None of that. So I was like, I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to speak the language. So I actually ended up vibing. We know we vibed so well that she's like, you know what? I like your style. I like what you're doing. She goes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to at least have like a short of yours as like one of the main shorts. So she saw a design that we did that said IGMOB written down the leg on a, on a picture, on a frame. And she's like, you know what? I like that. What if we did something like that? But it says Drago down the leg. I said, yeah, of course. To me, I was just like, you know what? Anything. Anything. Like, I'll design anything for it. And yeah, she gave me the opportunity. And it was pretty cool because after that, yeah, we ended up. Uh, and there's a third one coming out, right? There's a third one coming out. Uh, they did want me to work with them in that one. But I said no because it's to the point now where. In the in the in the movie industry, they don't really pay much. You think, oh, because I'm working for a movie, they're gonna they really nickel and dime you, and they they put you under a lot of pressure. You're working your ass off, and they really don't pay much. So it was to a point now where I have so much work coming in that I'm like, it's not worth it to me to get paid like hundreds of dollars, right? Because you really only make hundreds of dollars. You don't make like the big bucks like people think because you're working on a movie. 
So it got to a point where I was like, it just wasn't worth it to me. I'd rather work with all these big name fighters that I'm working with. And then there's a there's a YouTube channel called uh, I think it's called uh, the something. I I recently posted it up, and when I started work, uh, this YouTube channel gave me like a big shout out. Um, this guy apparently is like big in YouTube for YouTube stuff. So that's where the YouTube like YouTubers started calling me up basically mm, okay so yeah so in boxing so who was the first youtuber you worked with uh that was uh so when i got first i got austin McGrath. He, he did Logan. the outfit for uh the dude we interviewed from the creator clash the the main event okay idubs idubs i did idubs's boxing outfit yeah, yeah so i did his but before that i think it, i don't know if it was logan paul or austin mcbroom because i got a bunch of them at the same time I got, because um, they all found out that I designed for Fluffy, the comedian, Gabriel okay. Iglesias. What do you design for him? What a, the a fuck? A boxing robe. So he was. Bro, so he's out here. Give me tickets, man. I, I, I will get he's you tickets. He's fucking out here this, yeah, this weekend. It's my birthday, too. <laughs> so so ch- I'm actually, I'm actually going to be going to see him here at the Mirage. So I yeah, let's go. No, about. we going to see him. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hit up my boy Juan. I'm going to tell him but, I need some tickets. But yo, what do you design yo, for Yo, tell him. him. We got another studio in the wind. We'll love to interview him at the Wynn Casino. So, We're uh, over there, too, Five days a week. After I'll, this, we leave at twelve. And I'll, I'll let him know because I think he flies in on Thursday. He's got a show Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Bro, I checked his calendar just yesterday. This is so crazy. He's booked. Yeah, like he's gonna be here for a couple of days. Then he's back in October. Then he's back. I think in December. Yeah, My man is like he's doing the New Year's show. He's like, booked out here. So, so, so I haven't seen him in a minute. Well, he, he's when he sold out the the Staples Center before it became crypto. When he sold it out. I, uh, we we were all just kind of talking. We came up with this crazy idea of like, you know, why don't you come in with a boxing robe? And he did, and he actually ended up walking in with a, a boxing robe that was. Uh, he looks like he colors. could be a fucking corner man trainer. So, shit, so another life. So we ended up designing him a robe that he walked in with, and that's kind of where you know from there. That's where it ended up happening. I think Drama Alert is the name of the Drama YouTube. Alert was yeah. the one that I came out on, and that's where they. Uh, oh like, yeah, they're huge. Yeah, Drama right, Alert almost where six they, million followers. Yeah, that's YouTube. where that's where they mentioned me, and that's where I started getting more of the YouTubers. Um, but Fluffy, that's where we designed him a robe for that, and yeah. Let me ask you: Did you see the Barrios vest that he wore for the tank presser in Atlanta? I think I interviewed him and he said he designed it himself. Did you not see it? Which vest? It's a jean vest with like patches. Oh, that's so what he does is he's a punker. He he likes like punk style music. So what he does is he wears these denim jackets. So in the But punk, he made that himself, he said. I I, I don't know if he made it. I no, think he, yeah. I think he might have put the patches yeah, on. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know. I mean, obviously he didn't fucking stitch the vest. I think he I think what he did was <laughs> he just put the patches on. Cause like these guys, what they do is they wear these uh they wear these um like punk rock style vest and then mm-hmm. they add patches to them it's kind of like a fashion thing that they do in the punk rock industry yeah, i was actually feeling that vest though it was pretty dope so for you now i mean what's next as far as like your aspirations and ambitions ambitions in your brand because obviously you're, you're talking about having to turn it up each and every time and but let me tell you, I'm I'm like beyond impressed with some of your work. So what's next? So but I have two things that are coming up next right now. One thing is I I'm gonna be doing a fashion show. Really? Uh, Where? I'm, I'm gonna be in Los Angeles. I'm thinking about doing it either in Los Angeles or here in Las Vegas. Yeah, right? do it here, bro. So we'll I'm gonna commentate for you. So, so I'm gonna be doing a fashion show um, with boxing outfits. Beautiful. And I've already, it's the, the idea is already in production. Like we're already, I'm already designing all the outfits. I'm already putting what all What location? Together. Honestly, I'm thinking about doing it somewhere here in Vegas, somewhere where it's like, it's going to be big because I want to invite a bunch of fighters because it's actually going to be like, 
I don't want to say too much about it because it's 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 kind of a. I really want to come in with a bang and do something that's never been done. But let's just say this: it's you're gonna come out of there feeling a bunch of different emotions because of what I'm about to do. And I'm going to do it all in boxing outfits. And I want you to come in and I want you to feel something. Are you looking for like a theater setting? <clears throat> I'm looking for like, like the setting. I, I don't want it to be a place where there's so much going on, where your mind's focused on everything. What's I, the capacity you're thinking of? Like how many people do you want to honestly, be Honestly, I want a few hundred people in there mm. because I'm really going to be telling a story. And I want, fi I want you when you leave that you're going to be like, yo, I felt that shit because mm -hmm. I, I'm a storyteller. In my outfits, I'm a storyteller. There's a, there's a video. I, I started like a small YouTube channel thing. Like I only have like 10 videos up. But there's a video called Apocalypse. When you guys get a chance, go ahead and watch it. And in this video, I'm trying to show you the struggle of what it's like to be in this industry. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to tell a story with my designs. And I'm going to be doing that video. I mean, I'm going to be doing that fashion show soon, except I'm writing it in chapters. Because each design is going to represent a part of the boxing story. A part of a fighter's life in boxing. From the moment when he dreams to the moment where he's, his career begins. To the moment where everybody wants to be your friend. To the moment where nobody wants to mess with you anymore, right? So it's kind of like, it, it's going to be really interesting what I'm doing with this stuff. I, I, I got to ask because as someone who's been successful in what you're doing, does it upset you that you've been able to dibble and dab into movies you've said the the celebrity chef jackets obviously things for fluffy does it upset you that you can't do anything for the ufc uh to be honest i, I you know what the funny thing is i actually designed a boxing robe for dana white which is kind of funny uh, but i've always wanted you know what you know what the funny thing is you know why in the ufc why they wear the spandex shorts right because back in the days, I also used to train MMA, and we used to wear like the. I used to wear sinister shorts. Well, no, I mean it's beyond it's beyond the shorts. I'm talking about even if you wanted to design a robe for them, you can't. I've like, always wanted, and it's funny because I designed for Ben Askren. Is that his name? Yeah. When yeah. he when he fought against uh, Jake Paul, yeah. I, I designed his outfit. So I've always wanted to. Man, design. that shit looked at like MMA shorts. So the funny thing is, I've always wanted to design for the UFC, right? But yeah, you're right. They have contracts. Who's is it? Reebok still. No, nah, Venom, I think. Venom, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're not even allowed to. So, I, yeah, of course I would like to put something on that big stage. But it does suck that we can't. But to be honest, I, I'm already putting so much work on so many major stages that, I mean, it's it, I feel like it's just going to be like the same high again. It's going to be like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I just put something on the UFC. I Do you think, uh, so for you, are you an actual UFC fan? Um, Not really, okay. to be honest. Thank just, you. Be, just because, like. I, I'm not going to lie, like, and not hating towards UFC or anything, because I, I used to love MMA. Like, I used to train. But the thing is, like, I just don't like the fact that most of the fights end up on the ground and you're literally just watching two guys just wrestle on top exactly. of each other. That, that, to me, I'm not a fan so, of. So, nobody. I was just curious because, obviously, you know, a lot of people are upset that they don't get to express their creativity. You know, we've seen people like Stitch Duran, uh, famous cut man. We've seen him in Creed and in so many uh, corners that he stepped away from the UFC. He's like, fuck that. Like, I make too many money. I make too much money on my sponsorships to take them off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who? Oh, okay. That's the fluffy. Yo, that's tight. That's the fluffy. Uh, that's tight. That's the fluffy. Right? Wow. Yo, you see it? Yeah. Wow, that's nice. That's we need a boxing nice. voice robe, man. Yeah. 
So it's like, yeah, I know right I mean, now. I'm down to make I, you guys I'm going to be short. real. I got I got the Versace robe. It's way too hot out here to be wearing that shit. Like, it, it, like after 9 a.m., you got to take yeah, that but, motherfucker so off. So you, you think you're you going to be wearing a boxing boys robe? In my house, why not? Why? Why? Because oh. he. Why if he designs me a ring robe, I gotta only wear it to the ring. Nah, I thought it was something you gonna get frames or something. I mean, you you dropping big bucks on it. Why the, f- bro? It's like the car outside. I'm putting miles on that shit. These dudes that spend big bucks to house things and store them for you to get pleasure out of my expensive item. No. If I'm gonna buy an expensive room, I'm gonna wear that muff. I'm not gonna frame it for you to look at it. You know, it's, it's funny he talks about framing because if you go if you go to my place, like at my house, all I have so many shorts on the wall that are framed because um, I always make a replica hmm. of like Canelo shorts, Ryan That's Garcia dope. shorts. Ryan Garcia actually gave me his Ring magazine shorts, so I have those also framed. So I, I literally have like a, my whole house right now just looks like even Austin McBroom just died. He did a replica also. We did a replica, so I have, I'm gonna frame his because I like the fact that a lot of these designs I'm really proud of. So it's like a part of history, and I get a chance to really look at it. When you wake up in the morning and you see your accomplishments, it's motivation. Are you, are you, shit like this matters to me, are you putting them in the same frames? No, so I actually, I, it's funny because I know uh, there's a Filipino owner that I know, he's a big Manny Pacquiao fan, and I have like a bunch of Pacquiao autographs. So every time I bring him a t-shirt or a signed glove, the dude Frank gives me $600 frames for free. Mm-hmm. So we like exchange, so I have these gorgeous new frames. And uh, two things that I'm working I was, on. I was going to ask because I, I got a guy that's done f- like specifically fight attire frames for fighters. Yeah. And if you look on my on my Instagram, I have the Manny Pacquiao one on their frames. That was a special moment because when I went to go deliver him his one of two because it was two shorts. Um, the cool thing was that everybody was escorted out of the wildcard gym downstairs because and it was crazy because me and him got into such a deep conversation to the point where he got goosebumps. And he's like, JR, we're both like we're very similar jr like you have no idea like your story and my story like there's so many similarities and he's like you've given me goosebumps and he started opening up to me about some cool like personal stuff and uh to be honest that's going to be one of the most memorable conversations because everybody got escorted out and it was just me and him for 45 minutes just one-on-one private conversation downstairs at the wild color gym so that's that's definitely like uh that's why i love those shorts because when i look at those shorts in my house like it's like i remember that i got axed have you not designed something that's on paper already? Is it in your mind? After the whole scandal fiasco with the Wilder outfit, Mm -hmm. has that not inspired you to try to create something for him just as extravagant but not as heavy? I've always... And the funny thing is I went on... I actually did a live video and I said, look, a lot of fighters, what they want to do is... There's a lot of designers out there that are are seeing what's what's being done in boxing. But the problem is that if you've never actually... Because me... I do. I trained with Clemente Medina. He's a good friend of mine. He's trained Oscar Valdez. He's trained um, Abner Mares. Mm-hmm. And I trained with him over in Santa Ana. And if you don't step in a ring and put these shorts on, you don't know what exactly how, what what needs to be built or how it needs to be constructed. So I went on a video saying, "Look, you got you got fighters sometimes that want to say, oh, I got this big like movie designer. Like these guys are from Hollywood. Yeah. The guys that design them, but yet they've never stepped in the ring. Some of these shorts, they're so thick." that you can't even move around in them. Now they're designing things that, you know, let's go ahead and make it into a costume, right? He says it's heavy. Those things are heavy because Solvarsky, I'm not going to lie, I've put Solvarsky crystals on shorts and it adds weight to it. So now imagine you're wearing this big football thing on top because that's what it is. It's like a football, you know, one of those little football things. And all they did was you basically just add the stuff on top. You added the bedazzles on top, right? And the mask too, you literally just bling it out and add some lights to it. So 
when I saw that, I made a video because I'm like, this is why it's important that you have a boxing designer design you a boxing outfit. Because if you try to go this route of trying to go like with costumes, these guys don't know that these costumes are, you're supposed to fight in it, right? Mm -hmm. These shorts, you're supposed to fight in it. So that's why what I do is I've created, I've designed a short that stretches. It looks luxurious and it stretches and it's lightweight and it's breathable. As a fighter, that's exactly what you need. When I first got into boxing, I interviewed a few fighters, right? And I said, hey, so what makes a short expensive? They said, the heavier it is, the more expensive it is. And I'm like, why would you want to wear an exp- a heavy-ass short in the ring? It, once it gets soaked up, it's going to be heavier. When you're trying to move around, I've seen their legs. Why, right. do, you, why do you think Floyd, Floyd used to wear leather, leather ones, right? But do you notice how oversized they were? Why are they oversized? Because he needs to move around in them. If mobility. They, mobility. But if you make them shorter, if you make them smaller, you're going to be stuck in them, right? So that's why the way I designed, and when I saw that, that's the reason. I mean, I, I've always wanted to design something for Wilder, and I feel like I could do something as crazy as that, but with performance. Have you ever taken the, the risk, like, why not build it, create it, and send it to him, or is that too expensive and risky? No, I, I can actually do it. And because I've, sometimes, the, you know, a person the needs... So you need, yeah, the thing is, you, the the thing is, you don't want to send him something that doesn't fit. And honestly, when Canelo tried on my shorts, he said, this is the most comfortable short I have ever worn. Mm. Like, this is the best short I've ever worn. And that's honestly what yeah, I always plus get. You need, I'm sure you need to know what cup they use specifically, Yeah, because yeah, right? some of these guys use winning cups, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, that's why I'm saying, like, you really need to know their, their, their sizes and everything to make sure. Because with me, you get the custom experience. With, well, I hear he's holding camp in Alabama, man. You might as well make that trip. That's and it's funny because when he was here, I was supposed to meet him. In but the UFC I, facility. But, so he was here recently, and I was I was in California because mm-hmm. I, I bounce back and forth. I live in Cali, and I live here. So it's like I was uh, I was supposed to be here because I've always wanted to meet him because I've always wanted to design. Because the man loves extravagant stuff. Yep. So I was like, yo, I can design for him something really crazy. So that's all, that would have been exciting. But... Going back to two things that I'm working on right now is right now I'm where my business partner and I, Ignacio, we're actually, we're designing a boxing app for boxing. So what it's called box bid. What it is is box, what box bid, 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 like, like bidding. And it's funny because fighters, you always see them uploading pictures of a short on their story. And what do they say? Hey, would you like to sponsor me? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's funny because my boy, he works with over 5,000 companies. He's, he works from everything from like Burberry. He works with the NBA Summer League. That's how I got um, Devin Haney ringside. I mean ringside, courtside at the, uh, at the, at the Summer League. Summer League. He, when he did a post, I don't know if you saw, hey, anybody got connects? So my boy, that's his biggest client, does the NBA Summer League. So every time I've ever known fighters that need a sponsor, I always give them a call. Hey, I got a fighter you know, that, that needs a sponsor. Do you know anybody? So we tested it out with a professional boxer. And it's funny because in one week, we got him over $10,000 worth of money, right? Mm. In one week worth of sponsorships. So what did he do was he created a fight, de- a deck for him, right? He created a little profile, a little about me. He sent that out as an email blast to all his clients. Hey, anybody interested in uh, sponsoring a fighter? It got to a point where when we sent him a picture of the shorts, all these companies were bidding on the show. Hey, you know what? I'll give him five grand for the belt. No, screw that. I'll give him, you know, six grand for the belt. So with me and my, my boy talking, I was like, yo, this is something we could do, bro, where we could do like, you know, we could, we could have people bid on stuff like yeah. this. So now we created an app uh, that we've been working on for the past eight months, which is called BoxBid, which we create a profile for the fighter. And now when he's getting ready to fight, we upload, you know, a little about me on there, where he's going to fight, which channel it's going to be on, right? And the cool thing is now when we do that, you could sign up as a fighter, a fan, or a brand, 
right? So if you're a brand, now you get the email blast, right? So now you can go ahead and see, oh, okay, snap, this guy's fighting on, on Saturday. Okay, or you know, in a few months, he's gonna be fighting. You know what? The bidding starts on his belt at $1,000. You know what? I'll, I'll put my company name on his belt. So boom, I'll just bid 1000 It's kind of like eBay. No, of course. So it's going to have like a little timer, right? So now you're able to bid. It's funny because we just sat here with Mike Lenardi and we actually just told him about it. He even thought, oh, it's a crazy idea. It's pretty awesome. And what we've been doing is we've been... Uh, we've but been how doing. many do you have the brands already? So we already have over 5,000 companies ready to sign up. They're already ready for this to launch because we actually already showed it to them and they all love the idea. So you've already sat down with 5,000 so companies. He's already worked with all these companies. To the point we've been doing this now for over a year. So for over a year, we've already been in development. We've already been sitting down with fighters. I can't even say how many fighters we've sat down with. We've been renting out suites at fights. As soon as we're at, the, I already know a lot of the fighters. So what do I do is I invite the guys over. They come in, they sit down with us. They watch a little presentation. Five out of five already want to sign up for the app. Why? Because it's got the bidding section where now you can bid on the shorts, right? You don't even have to worry about it. Why? Mm -hmm. Because now you got a company here who's going to be doing all that for you. And you could even, it's transparent. So you could actually log on and see how much people are actually bidding on the app. So instead of like having a middleman who tells you, oh, this is how much money you're getting. So the UI is already built. It's already, and you know who actually already. You have a beta in, in product is, yeah. is out? It's already, so it's where we haven't launched it, but we're already constructing it. And you know who actually believed in it so much that they already sent us their codes? Um, BoxRec. BoxRec's on board with us already. That's good. So That's huge, actually. BoxRec's like, yo, this is a pretty who badass idea. Who are you dealing idea. with over there? He's dealing with her. My business oh. partner, he's the one that's dealing with the with the lady. Shepard? Yeah, Miss Shepard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. He, he's the one that's dealing with that Damn, already, that's right? fucking huge, yo. BoxRec is big. So the fact that she believed in it, she loved the idea, that, that was pretty wild. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So now, it's funny because yesterday... Uh, Fluffy, I did, he just sponsored his very first fighter. He obviously what? So he contacted Who, what us. What fighter? Uh, he sponsored. But uh, through your app, Israel. No, so no, the app's not launched yet. So uh -huh. through us. So Who's he Israel. Act, what Israel? Uh, the one that's fighting the co-main event. Co-main event of, of this fight of, of the Canelo fight. Oh, yeah. the guy versus fighting Bam? Bam. Yeah. Oh my God. So he wanted to get his logo on. He said, "Hey, can I get my can I get my my company my logo Fluffy on somebody?" And you know. I reached out to Sean Gibbons because I noticed he had the co-main event fighter. He's like, yeah, yeah, you guys can put the logo on the back. So he made that happen. So thank mm. you, Sean, for that. Let's see here. So it's funny because, yeah, look, so we already got it kind of like where it's going to go and everything, right? So let me show you guys. So here's a quick video of it, of what it's going to look like. It's your profile, right? A little about me on there. Um, it's got the box rec on there. You're going to have the bidding section on the bottom where you can actually bid, right? As it goes down, there's the bidding section. We also have a training camp uh, sponsorship that you can do. We have like a GoFundMe section, which is basically on the bottom right. We call it the, go we call it the support your favorite fighter section, which means that there's a lot of times fighters that there's family members that want to buy a t-shirt that want to send course, them money, show them some love. So we have that section where if you send them, let's just say, uh, you said that's actually a phenomenal idea. Um, I wish you the best because fighters need that. So and there's so many fighters that need that, man. Being in the industry for 11 years, I've noticed that a lot of these fighters they don't know how to market themselves. There's a there's let alone they don't have the time, bro. Like we can't ask them to have the time to close deals you, you when got they gotta them, be got, eight weeks you got training. Them stressing out about getting sponsors. You got them stressing out about by putting losing the patches. weight. Losing weight. So we're going to take a big yeah, stress no, off of them by creating an app, like I said. Where what do you think about sitting down with the promoters? Have you approached promoters to see if they're on board? We, that's what we want to do. Because you you're, you're systematically helping their fighters 
and they're they're getting that help for free. Honestly, I would really like to sit down with some promoters. Like I said, we've only sat down with fighters. We've sat down with managers. Actually, it's funny because my business partner saw Tank Davis's uh, manager over at that last fight we were at, the Andrew Ruiz King Kong. And he approached them, and even he liked the idea. He's it's, like, that's a good idea. He's bro, like, it's seamless. It's like I don't have to worry about filling up my shorts, and I don't have to worry about did I get the right price because it's to the highest bidder. So every time out, I'm getting the maximum so you don't, amount. And you don't even have to. And then you want to know how much you're getting paid? You see, you just go on your box bid. No, you go on your account. When you is your it. launch date? Projected we want to launch in December. Right now, what we're doing is we were already at the Hall of Fame. We set up a booth and we're literally talking. We're showing people the app already. Are you going to be at the expo? We're going to be at the Boxing Fan Expo. So we're also They're giving you internet? They have internet there? They better I, have internet there. Also, I'm screwed. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't confirmed that I'm going because every time I text Alonzo like, yo, you, you giving us internet? He's like, I'm going to call you. He'll call me at 11 o'clock at night. Like, I which, gotta be here remind, at 5 30. I'm supposed to call back Alonzo, but yeah, I'm actually gonna be in the booth next to Benavides. Okay. So I was there. I'm gonna have to take over Benavides' so, booth. So basically, we're gonna be there. Um, and we already have it, like, we already have like a video demo on our phones. So mm -hmm. we kind of just show the fighters. And they get excited about it because, like, yo, you're telling me that you're in charge of getting me the sponsors. You're going to put the sponsors on. And, you know, what? it's, it's going to be like a one-stop shop. No, it's fire. Because I also design outfits. So if you need me to design your outfit, boom. With and not only that, on now you made the money through the sponsorship. Your outfit, you ain't even going to care so to spend that money. So now when they even come to me to get an outfit, I'll talk to them about Boxbit. If they come to Boxbit, I'll talk to them about that I also design outfits. So it's kind of like a win-win. It's no, a win-win. So no, like, I love it. I it's love great, it. great, man. So I love the it, idea. That, that's, that's our way of doing it. And obviously, we're going to use uh, El Rey Lorenzani. He's a really good friend of mine. Um, who he's a professional boxer. He's the newest member to the Canelo team, um, Lazaro Lorenzo. Yeah, I seen you did some shorts for El Rey. So El Rey now he's gonna be like, we're gonna talk to him. We're gonna sit. What's him down. up, bro? Ain't you Mexican? Dica El Rey, you sound crazy el, el, right el, now. El Rey Lorenzo. <laughs> it's funny he hates it when they say it like that. So it's funny. So now we're gonna be. What I'm gonna do is we're gonna see. Right now he's been wearing box bid at the Canelo camp. That's kind of to show people like this could be like your brand, mm -hmm. right? And it could be your brand like for training camps and stuff like that. So the cool thing is now. Since right now, he's question from the live audience: What percentage of the bids do the boxers get? But I'm sure that we all, we're so let's just say you sign up with us. You're a fighter. You're gonna go fight. We get you. All we're gonna right now, we're only thinking about us. We're, we've been talking about only us getting 18, percent right? Because we don't want to jack the fighters. We're here to True. help the fighters. True. You're gonna, and that's why you're gonna. 18 see it on ain't the, bad. Listen, don't be afraid to such a percentage because it's gonna be. To them, 82% of something they never had. Yeah, so... You don't want to give me 82%? Well, go find your own fucking sponsor. So, See how easy and, and it is. And we're going to get... We're in charge. Everything you do not... You're not a fan of doing, we're going to do it. So we're going to relieve a big headache. You just focus on fighting. We're going to focus... That 18% might not be enough to be... You know, going back and forth. You know how long uh, it the, is to the, close a sponsor? In the beginning, it's going to be, we're going to do something small just because we were just going to get things going. But yeah, the percentage is going to go up because obviously we're, we're testing it out in the beginning to see how it goes. And we've already tested it out with a few fighters without actually launching yet. And uh, we've been getting some good feedback. And there, obviously, there's some things we had to work on. Obviously, we have contracts now because there was a, there was a situation where we had a CBD company come on board. They were excited. We sold a patch, and then it turns out when dude fought, he had another CBD patch on the back that we never approved. It turns out one of his teammates took a couple hundred bucks and added that patch, mm. and that made us look bad with a guy who just paid two grand. You see what I mean? So that's why now we have contracts involved where it says, hey, look, these are the rules. As soon as you're done fighting, you can actually log in, and the money's released, so we could either A, send you a box bid debit card, right, or B, it goes directly into your account.
Mm. Makes it convenient. So one of the listeners is saying that, you know, something you guys should think about is uh, kind of like multiple choice where the boxer can click brands he may or may not be so aligned with. That's, that's it's funny you say that because that one thing was when we interview the fighter because the fighter has to do an application. Of course. And he's going to say, I don't want to work with these kind of brands. So yes. I don't want CBD brands or I don't porn. want. And so, so that's how we're going to filter it. Yeah. Where I don't want to work with OnlyFans because that's basically porn or I don't mm -hmm. want to work with, you know, alcohol brands. I don't want to work. So like some some fighters like Mark Castro sponsored by Mitchell of Ultra. You could probably be a guy like me. I'm sober, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, how am I going to look representing a freaking alcohol brand? So I could I could actually say I don't want to work with these kind of brands. And I mean, we, you could still work with an alcohol yeah. brand and tell them how you've been through dark places with alcohol and yeah. drink responsibly. There you go. I could probably do something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Some good marketing. So that's kind of what we're going to do is what, each fighter, obviously, they're going to tell us, you know, who they do want to work with, brands maybe they don't want to work with. And in the end, if they don't want to work with that brand, then we'll just say, you know what? Fighters not, you know, interested in something like this. I got a couple questions from the people. Ruin a 504, which is New Orleans. He says, have you ever designed ring attire that affected the performance of a fighter? To I be honest, to be honest, no, because I always, what we do is we send it to the fighter. He tries it on. He says, yo, it, 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 this is amazing. I, I've had it. I have had a, I, I had a chance. There was one fighter once where when we brought it to him, the belt was too tight because we added the embroidery patches. So what did we do? We literally just went back to the office and I've even had outfits flown back that I, that I personally, we pay to fly him back if the belt's tight sometimes because sometimes they change the cup. What we do is we literally just change the cup size or if they want it longer, we make it longer. We always like to make sure they get them so that before the fight, we still have a chance to, to fix correct to anything. correct anything. Because then you don't want them in the ring saying, yo, this didn't fit because then it's a bad look on us. And obviously my business has mainly grown through referral. James Valdez from San Antonio, Texas. Have you ever seen heavyweight contender Jared Anderson's ring entrances? And if so, what do you think of his outfits? Actually, I don't think I've seen his outfits. What? Yes, one of the most creative. I'm like, I don't think I've seen his outfits. You gotta create something. My man's come out as the Chucky doll. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. He yeah, was yeah, a yeah. chef whipping up fucking I, I, shit in the pot. I, I think, mean, I, my I, man. Re no, I remember the Chucky doll one. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. No, that was a pretty crazy one. He's with James Prince and Shakur. Um. Canna in Nebraska says, after the OD, congrats on surviving. By the way, where did you get the money to start the business? But you answered that. I you did. said you sold the Rolex and some of the stuff you I, had. I sold some of my belongings because I called it dirty money. So I was like, you know what? I just want to get rid of all this stuff. So I sold that. And I also started working to, uh, for two security companies, CSC and Staff Pro. So I started working for both those companies. And I was actually I used to work for CSC. So I worked for CSC Yo, for years. That's, that's crazy. Like when I moved out here. I couldn't afford to go to all of the fights. Yeah. So I would work with for CSC because they Get would access. work at the fights. So I'm so like, it's, cool. and, and the reason why I started working with them is because I was like, yo, I want to be able to show people my designs, whether it's rappers, artists, you know. So I was like, you know what? That's why I started working security. And yeah, that's where I did a lot of my networking. Mm. I got Nate the Alien that says, this, your story is incredible, my brother. Listening to you right now made me emotional. I got to get my shit together. I've been slacking and hearing your story makes me want to get on my ground. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Like, it's like I always tell everybody, like, no matter what path you choose, it's going to have its obstacles. So don't be afraid if you fall down. The important thing is just get back up and keep going. And it's like me. Everybody always says, why do you keep, you know, why do you keep pushing? Why do you keep pushing? I said, because when I started this journey, I knew it wasn't going to be an easy journey. And I knew it was going to be a hard journey. I knew that there were going to be, you know, obstacles. I knew there was going to be people that were going to try to stop me. But at the same time, I always knew why I'm doing it and what my purpose is in life is basically 
to help as many people as I can along the way at the same time while having fun at what I'm doing. So I always pictured myself just sitting in a nice restaurant by myself and knowing, damn, it's been a hard journey, but I made it this far and now I'm at peace and now I can continue just going, having my mind go crazy after this. You Have you ever I mean? designed for Crawford or Earl? No, I haven't designed for them yet, no. What? So it's like, the funny thing is that a lot of these guys, they don't even know that I exist. There's like, like there's people, there's, there's fighters that have been like, yo, I had no idea who you were. Like, I've seen some of your outfits, but I didn't know who you were. So you're not aggressive. Like, I would be you, you know what the funny going thing? up to these in, in dudes. The, like, yo, this is me, and I want to work with you. In the beginning, I was. I was going after all the fighters. I was sending messages like crazy, boom, 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 boom. Like, I literally was just messaging all the fighters. Messaging Bro, you them. can literally pay someone to DM them now with I, all those designs. It's I, easy I, to I, send I, a Ryan I've, I've done it, but Instagram shuts me down. They're like, you're sending too many messages. What? So then they'll send me stuff like that. So to be honest, now it's still a point now where... I, I'm gonna be real. Like I get a lot of business right now, which is really, which is awesome. I'm blessed right now where I'm at right now. So yeah, there are a lot of fighters that I want to work with, especially the ones you just mentioned. But it's just me. Like I feel like whenever I get the opportunity to meet them, I'm definitely gonna go up to them and say, "Hey, man, like this is who I am. This is what I've done. This is my resume." Right? I would love to design for you someday. And yeah, there's uh, there's definitely a lot of fighters I would still love to design for, like Wilder, like you said. Did you? <laughs> Did you do the helmet for Joel Joyce? No. <laughs> Did you see that shit? Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, no. <laughs> Bro, that's fucked up. They ruined Marvel's uh, Jaggernaut right there. Like, that helmet looked weird. The, the, the thing is, it was the, too big. It bro. was just too big. It was like shoulder length, the helmet. It just didn't even look right. You know can I mean? you do a better one or what? I, I can do a better one. The thing is, now we're getting more into creating stuff like that, like costume style. And I really do want to get in more into costume style stuff. I really enjoyed designing Michael Jackson ones, like Kevin Newman, that's my boy right there. Actually, it's funny because I met up with his mom last night because I actually had the bad outfit because he just fought um, recently, I think like a week ago. And I was going to bring that one in so you guys could see the quality of my work, but I actually forgot it this morning. But mm. I've always loved designing for him because I designed the bad outfit for him. I designed a thriller outfit, and I think there was another one, but I love doing Michael Jackson style outfits. So that was, uh, Jared, that was his like ring walk outfit, obviously not his fight kind of outfit. Inmate, yeah. Yes, and that was uh, he has a brother incarcerated. So okay, yeah, but now Jared's been creative and actually, I think he does his own. No, that's Stephen Nelson. Have you seen Stephen Nelson from the? He does all his own. You might want to hire that mug. He ain't. I, he ain't. He ain't. He hasn't fought in over a year. Yeah, pull him up, please. Know, he he does all his own and sews it too. No way. He's nowhere near as good as you. And I, I mean, no disrespect to no, him. No, 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 no. It's just the, the fact that saying? he's doing it and putting it But together, he does his so own outfits, all of them. Yeah. To be honest, I spend so much time designing that I rarely have time to see all the outfits that are on TV. Usually people will send me pictures. Hey, have you seen this one? I'll be like, oh, that's pretty nice. What do you think? Franchon Cruz does the same thing. And it's crazy. She's a world champion. Not just does she do, does the same thing. She does it for other women fighters. Yeah. Like, she makes outfits for other women fighters. That's pretty badass, the fact yeah. that they... Because the thing is, women have their own taste, too. You know, And I love seeing everybody come out with their own. So I'm not going to lie. I've been interviewed a few times, and they, they've kind of asked me to, like, talk about other designers. But I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I believe every designer has their own style, and I applaud mm. every designer because we're all chasing the same dream. You know what I mean? Which is basically, you know, to, to, uh, to showcase our artwork and all that fun stuff. So I applaud every designer that's out there. For sure, champ. 
well hopefully uh you know i know uh rick ramos was interested and in, i know he's in town this weekend too but he texted me because he was watching live and that and that so yeah you may i know she has an undisputed fight coming up in abu dhabi on that uh surdo card dhabi. okay yeah so my man hit me from zurdo, abu yeah. dhabi today man a coley mm. yeah he wanted me to do some shit, and, and then i had this little thought like damn would he fly me out there he like, yo, Mons, see if you get Mons some sparring. Maybe I fly my job with that. I'm like, champ, that's going to be too expensive. Fly dudes out there. Just come over here. But I had that thought like, damn, if I put this together, would he fly me Abu Dhabi? Mm. Then I'm like, damn, uh, would they let me in Abu Dhabi? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't know that you... You, I'll be good? Yeah, I think you'd be straight for oh, the UAE. Right. So I got you'd a bunch right. of other questions that we haven't gotten to for you. Uh, Brandon in Houston says, we have our own event for this particular show, and it's called Border Wars, where our listeners and or viewers get in the ring and fight. My question is, would you be willing to design a custom fit for a lucky fighter if we were able to hold a raffle to hopefully cover the cost of the outfit? We could definitely do something like that. I actually, the funny thing is, I was just at the WBC Greenbelt Challenge, and uh, the the one that they had in LA, and I think we gave away like five boxing outfits to five oh, amateurs. Wow. Yeah, that's dope. That's yeah, dope, so man. we're gonna be designing wait. Five so outfits. you gave it away uh, with the intentions of actually physically giving it later because you need the measurements. So, that, so the thing is, what we I did a little contest there, right? I, we, we asked them boxing questions, and the five people that got it right, they all got a free boxing outfit. So yeah, they're all. Gonna so be. before their fight, you no, gave it. No, this this was after the fight. Okay, so, so that, after the fights, because there was a lot of kids. Also, so it's th- promised to them, like you got to go create it. So now we got to des- now I got five outfits I got to design, and then after that, I saw three. I think three kids that I saw crying after they lost. So mm-hmm. to keep them motivated, I walked up to three of them and I I told all three of them I was gonna give them free outfits. Also. Oh wow! Shout out to you, man. So it's just kind of like it's things, it's huh? little things to kind of like keep them motivated and keep them inspired. You know what I mean? It's like if they see that someone believes in them. Even after they lost, they're like, whoa, I just lost, and you just, you just gave me a free outfit? Like, that's motivation to them. Right? It's kind of like, you know what? Someone believes in me. So For I'm sure, gonna, man. Keep going. I got Swift Jackson. It says, no question, champ. Just mad respect for your story and your turnaround. Keep up the grind. Much love all the way from Tampa. Thank you. Big shout out. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, it wasn't, an e- it wasn't easy, and that's why I tell everybody. Like, this journey wasn't easy, and it hasn't been easy. Even to this time, even, even till now, like, it's still mentally draining, but... I, I knew what I was getting myself into. That's why I always tell everybody, I'm going to die trying now. But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do things right now. We're going to test your knowledge because this is a super-duper hardcore show. So, Wilder, Hellenius, who you got? Uh, you know what the funny thing is? I've never liked choosing. I'm going to say Wilder, though. But I've never liked choosing just because it bit me in the ass once. Yeah, with the fighter? With the fighter. Yeah. That's the only reason why yeah. I've never liked choosing. Because then the fighter actually gave me shit. He goes, hey, bro, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't going to call you just because you didn't choose me mm-hmm. one time at an interview. No, bro. And ever since then, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to choose fighters ever again. I'm just going to say, may the best man win just as, you know, just as long as you guys have a good, clean fight. You know, Bro, we, we go through it every day. I won't say details or names, but uh, my man's over here had to change his clothes. Like We went to one spot. Uh-huh. And then we had to go to another spot, so we had to change because you just can't wear certain things. You know, it's like wearing uh, blue in the red zone. No, no, honestly, that's kind of how it is with me where it's actually affected my business choosing a side. Mm-hmm. So that's why now I'm like, I got to be careful with what I wear too because one time I think I walked into a gym and the guy who I was measuring was beat by the guy who in, in oh, last by the guy whose shirt I was wearing. So ever since then, even it was funny. Cause oh, so that's why you don't work with Ryan no more because you went in there with a tank shirt? No, nah, 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 nah. fucking with you, <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> 
You know what's funny is I would love to design for Tank also. Hell yeah. So that Michael like, Jackson outfit was badass. That's all I was like. Have you seen my Michael Jackson outfits? Uh-uh. I got to show you the one uh-uh. that I did. You just Send it to my DM so I can screenshot. You just did the one for Kevin Newman, right? I just did the one for Kevin Newman. Oh, Newman. okay. Yeah, I was live at that fight. That so was dope. The black one, the, the, the bad one? Yeah, yeah. The red and black. Yeah, see, and I actually have his right Damn, here. Damn, you all over. See, I like that about you, man. You don't, it's not like, oh, you're only dealing with the big stars now that you got that's to the, the big That's the one that stars. I did for Kevin Newman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, that's, dope. that's another one. That's the thriller one. Yeah. So I definitely, I, I've gone pretty crazy with stuff like this. That's what I'm saying. People are like, yo, how come I haven't seen any of these designs? I'm like, well, and it's funny. Like, I even got the uh, old school Ryan Garcia Super Ride one. That's dope. All right, so you went Wilder. What about this weekend? Obviously, is Canelo getting a knockout or is Triple G finally put. You know, I don't know because Triple G looked good in his last fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So not only that, but you know, sometimes when you lose, uh, that could either mess with you sometimes. And I know Canelo lost his last fight, obviously, and that I know that I know that wasn't easy for the team. So that's why, you know, I can, that that can sometimes mess with your head. But mm-hmm. to be honest, I I am a, I damn I can't even here I go again choosing sides. But yeah, I, I got mad love for like you know Triple G. I'm a big fan of Triple G also, but yeah, I think uh, Canelo. Oh, you done outfits for him? too? I haven't. No, I haven't because he wears his traditional Kazakhstan. What is it, Kazakhstan? Yeah, like yeah. The, the, the robe he wears. That's the type of robe I want you to design for me. Something like that. Like just his shit looks amazing. Honestly, I've always said every time he comes around, I'm like that would be a perfect house robe for you. You know what I like about him? It looks him? a little like, stiff, but he always wears the same one too, which is what I like. He's kind of branded that already, mm-hmm. and it's actually the patterns is is from the flag, which is the. Uh, they call it the ornament, which that's the pattern that runs through it. Right now, I'm actually designing for five fighters from Kazakhstan, and they all also do the Ooh, ornament. Oh, Johnny Beck? Uh, it's the guys that are – they're over there at the Canelo Gym right now. Uh, I forgot all their names. They all, they're all – it's funny because all their names sound the same. It's like Amir Khan, Amir Khan, <laughs> no something wor- Khan. No worries. They all land in Khan. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I, I – Fuck, I was just, uh, damn, I just forgot what I was Abla Khan. The like, last – another fight while you remember, Ryan Tank if it happens. Damn, you can't ask me that. Okay. At least I'll kill me. Earl, Earl versus Crawford if it happens. Oh, damn. That's a good one, too. And you know what? I want to work with both of them. So I'm just going to have to Shit. go ahead. No I, pick on that I one either? I can't pick on that one, yeah, because then I want to work with Fuck, both of them. man. Uh, but the right. Canelo Triple G, I always I'm going with Canelo. You know what I mean? Nah, it's all good. Listen, you, you are in a unique situation where being neutral uh, can, not being neutral can affect your business, it, so it, I it, won't put you on the spot really at can. all. But please give out your social media in case anyone isn't following. I do see a lot of people asking, which I have no clue why. I've been screen sharing it multiple yeah. times throughout the interview. But please let them know verbally. So my Instagram is I got my own back underscore fighter. And I do respond to everyone. So if even if you have questions about a designer, if you got questions about life, I always respond to everybody. Or you could even go on my website, www.igotmyownback.com or my Facebook, IGMOBXFighterX. But to be honest, everybody mainly contacts me through Instagram, which is I got my own back underscore fighter. For sure, man. We're going to take a quick intermission, take a picture with Javier. We'll be right back after that. Don't leave.
Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that interview. I know that I did. Not uh, often that we do an interview uh, with a non-fighter, non-promoter type of person. And it goes that long. Very interesting story. And that's what we like to do around here at the Breakfast Club of Boxing is bring you stories within the sport of boxing. Not only just from fighters and promoters, you know, hey, trying Bo, to give you a little bit of aid. Thanks. But why would you put the camera on me when I'm putting a sweater on, champion? No, we having fun. It's the boxing boys. Yo, you know? that's crazy. Nesta, I swear to God, I have not wore a large anything in at least two and a half years. Yeah, man, be proud of yourself, man. Ooh. Be proud of yourself. I don't know why you have a sweater on in Vegas, but look, I get it. There's goals. He never wore a large sweater. You gotta, you gotta crush that goal, I'm but. Not, I've wore a large sweater. It's in fucking the past. hot, champ. No, nah, it's, it's a little brick in here. I'm gonna be honest, bro. It look good on you, and that's honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. If you want to look better, oh. matter of fact, text Red right now. Seriously, like, yo, Ness said, if we still on for 920, yeah, I'm gonna be doing pad work with your favorite fighters, favorite fighters trainer. Don't be mad at me. Hate the game, not the motherfucking player. Yeah, you know I mean, so. Mm, I'm being there with, with Red, you know what I mean? Showing him what I got, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know Bo Mac fought. He got a record. So I'm just saying. We the same age and weight, Bo. No comment. Oh, because you know who you picking. That's why. I'm saying. He I'm working no, out with Ken Porter. No yo, more. yo, yo. I'm doing my strength and conditioning with Ken Porter. And I promise you, I'm sore literally as I speak. Like, he's serious, So bro. you getting in shape to get in shape or you trying to get a fight? This is what I'm saying. Nah, man. I'm I'm trying to live my best life. Like, honestly, y'all think I'm bullshit. I see Joe and I don't understand how his body looks like that. So I really question is he on TRT and since he keeps saying he's not. I'm going to keep saying he is until he give me some. And if he don't give me none, I got to keep working until I look like, yo, he is I mean, muscular. you got to go to the doctor to get that. But you. Nah, I, nah. I, I want that, over, ca- I want like, that over the counter, TRT, baby. Shout yeah, out to my man, doctor. John Orlando. You talking about black market. You want black market. I want that TRT over the counter. Like everybody else, man. From the doctor. I want to look like Anderson Silva in the face off with Jake Paul. Did y'all see that shit? He. Jake Paul fits inside of Silver. I'm a little afraid for him now. I'm still picking Jake because I know the powers that be ain't trying to let him lose. He too much money. But he in a fight. That Silver fight might be the bad thing. Father time. Yeah, no, uh, like I told you, bro, have you looked at Silver's reach? Bro, his fucking arms on his side go down to his fucking kneecaps. Mm. Like his reach is something else. Bro, Jake is small, man. I, and there's no catch weight. All he's banking is what that he's forty eight. I don't that 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 don't make no sense to me. But for those that want to call in, you know the number to call in one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. If you want to voice your opinion, we are talking the great news. Shout out to Lance Pugmire, formerly of L.A. Times, and now working with Fight Hype and others, who is reporting the Earl Spence Jr. and Terence Crawford are still in negotiations, and I quote, still engaged, right? And he said that the interesting part is that this particular fight is being it's in a bidding war danny i mean it's it's multiple networks both i'm assuming i'm assuming because lance said premier boxing networks premier boxing champion networks i'm assuming 
it, 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 it is Showtime and Fox. Yeah, I, not well, an outside entity. No, I mean they, he made it clear their networks. Those are the two networks that Premier Boxing Champions deals with. The two networks that have been doing uh, main event, small cards, pay per view alike. So I think that it's just Fox and Showtime. Look, like I've said, Fox has obviously dealt with Earl in the past. And they have the National Football League every fucking Sunday. I think that they see the benefit in, you know, how they can make this an even bigger event. Yeah, man. Um, I would like to see and the zone bid. I'm just saying. If, if right now, like, networks are bidding, and granted, it's two PBC networks. Throw, throw your offer in there, man. You know, get it seen by the most people. Imagine this fight on ESPN. Well, I would, I would prefer it uh, on Fox. Yeah, well, you know, the zone out here wilding doing these eighty-five dollar pay per views. I know. I don't want to fucking what the fuck. I know. I, don't I wanna, mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't do, want to fuck our audience we, like they're we, getting fucked this Saturday. But do we say that they're wilding, or are they giving us a discount when you look at a, a Floyd pay per view of a hundred? He did Pacquiao and McGregor at a hundo. But if you don't have the zone and you are going to buy the pay-per-view, use our link, man. Just saying. And if you're going to make a bet, use our link, man. Just saying. Or the code BETTBV on mybookie.ag. But if you're going to use Bavada, you know, uh, we got a link there too, which Bavada offers more than usually more... Uh, Parlay possibilities and bets. Word, I agree. I agree, Luis. Al ain't letting that fight go anywhere else. Al ain't even letting that fight go. What are we talking about? He ain't even. It ain't oh, happened yet. Shit. What? Yo. What? Biagio. Nico's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Biagio Ali Walsh. He was a football player, one of the top in the country. Let me tell you. Uh, he just signed an amateur contract with PFL and will make his debut in November. In, in, in MMA, huh? And I'm oh, yes, shit. the PFL. The how dare he? How dare he? You got on the Muhammad Ali shirt, so just how dare you know he run that motherfucking legacy through the mud like that, man? You don't put that name grappling on the floor with common folk. Chill, chill. You got the shirt on, champ. And that's why. That's that's. That's very disturbing. In other news. How do you take that legacy over there? That's insane, bro. Shit, he feel he could have success there. Oh, man. Who is this? Carthelikia? I don't know who the hell that is. But he says, yo, Danny, you yo. look slim and fit now, bro. Word. Let's go. Word. Yeah, shout out to... Uh, 45th, uh, big thank you to Charlie, man. They really uh, changed my life, champ. Absolutely. Because I ain't going to lie, any other time I've lost weight, and I've had drastic weight losses before, you know, through eating right and, and, and hard work. But It was so much work. Not just that, but I was going to say, it never affected the way I looked at my diet. Being with 45th, bro, it was like, now when I go out, I'm not overly eating. We just went to fucking Chick-fil-A. I didn't even finish my medium fry. No, it definitely controls your portion Man. sizes. Yeah, so so I appreciate uh, whoever said that. Thank you. And you, you know. know what? You start to notice how big 
the world portion sizes are. Like, they're serving us crazy. You know, like, now that I'm eating Foodie Fit and I go to a restaurant, it's like so much food on the oh, plate, yeah. bro. Oh, yeah. They overdo oh, yeah. it. And I think that's something, uh, you know, that's big here in America. But nonetheless, shout out to Foodie Fit, man, for getting me. Danny don't right. need you as a personal trainer, Mr. Sharp. I'm sorry. He has Ken Porter whenever he wants. He's got Paulie whenever he wants. Coach Red. He obviously got Coach Red and Bo Mac while they out here. Uh, he, he, you know, he just got to want it. You know, I got, uh, you know, if I want it, you know, I I got Bob Ware, the same man that raps Floyd Mayweather and Devin Haney's hands to rap my hands. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we appreciate it. You know, I, right now, I think uh, I think that a big thing for us has really uh, just been hitting the ground and getting, you know. It's just hard. You know, things. Danny... Danny is uh, a little more consistent uh, with being in them gyms than me. Obviously, I got a, a family I got to go back home to. So, you know, he, he he's in them gyms. So that takes time away from him being in that gym. Uh, but I think you should be motivated, man. You could be working out with Dev, uh, you know, the big dude that you want me to spar. He work out there every day. He's inspiring. I can't yeah, believe he work Jason. out that much, bro. Yeah. Just man, cause, too. Yeah, like, yo, I couldn't do that, like, without competing. Like, how do you just work out every day and don't compete? He said, he said, he said. He want to, right? Yeah, he's like, yo, I just, I just know that. He need a master's. Nah, he's saying, like, for him, he like, I have fun with it. I, I'm, I'm already going to hang out with Champ. You right. know what I'm saying? So now it's like, he gets to have fun with it from a different, you know. So we got no. Yeah, but he should, he should get in the Masters, though. I'm going to talk to him today. Like, bro, why you don't do a Masters? Let's do one together. Like, how old is he? Is he young? Uh, I want to say Jason, like 30, 31. I think he's too young for a Masters. He might still be an amateur level. He got to get one off or at least fight in the Border Wars. Then we can have Devin show up to one. Mm. He kind of tall, though. He might be a heavyweight on the low, just like lean. Yeah, he a lean heavyweight, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know. Actually, I don't I don't know. Um my man's been losing weight. It might be my my might be a cruiser or some shit. I don't know. But mm. nonetheless, Noah G Dallas, five dollar super chest says Danny really thinks Spence versus Bud will sell for seventy five dollars laughing out loud. I will make sure that fight is a hundred dollars. Dan, you think a hundred? I don't think a hundred. I don't think a hundred. But now that Canelo opened the door to five more, maybe eighty-five. But no, no hundred. Fuck out of here. This shit ain't no hundred. They probably they 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 more likely to put Tank and Ryan on for a hundred before this for a hundred. Let's be real. No. Hmm. I I don't think either one. To be quite frank. Yo, look at Marv trying to catch a body, bro. <laughs> Damn, not a body. Not a body. Bro, Tom. He ain't bodying you, dog. Bro, my man's a professional fighter talking about I want Danny for Border Wars, bro. <laughs> you was just fucking main eventing in Dallas, bro. What the fuck? You been training since. Yo, and, and, and. Yo, shout out. Is that you a celebrity YouTuber? Yo, now? shout out to you. Yeah, and that's why I said they got to come with at least 10,000. But shout out to um, shout out to Marvin because I, you know, for me, I got to watch him fight the day I fought, and I've just seen him ever since, and I've kept up with him. So shout out to you, champ. But yeah, man, you got shit twisted, bro. You need, yo, matter of fact, you can have that fight. Uh, 
it'll be a 195 catch weight. Uh, I need I need ten racks on May side coming out second and and and, and what I say one ninety five catch weight yeah you gotta Bo. come out here. But we ain't got nobody on a um win right because I'm gonna reach out to Jose Benavides Senior and Robert Garcia. I talked to Jose a couple days ago. They are here now, and yeah, that will be good. We don't have they anyone. in the building. Michael, can you go get them? They not in the building. Who? Oh, I thought we both said they here now. So I no, figured. No, here in Las Vegas. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I'm like, damn, we finna have another guest in the building. So, yeah. So what I'm asking you is, do we have anybody for this evening? No. I mean, this afternoon? No, we do not. No, uh, sir. So I'm going to try and get either one of them guys. Even Rayo hit me back too, man. So hopefully we could get Rayo. Venezuela. Va. Va. Look, say it with me, Ness. Va. Va. Valenzuela. Valenzuela, there you go. Venezuela. He's is 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 not Valenzuela. It's like Venezuela, like the country. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. 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 Yo, Majid sent me the the the, the Joe Joyce talking about yo, tell him to have reach out to Joe Joyce. He needs help. And there's a picture of the big ass helmet. Oh, for the designer. Yo, so what's your thoughts on Paramount, the parent company of Showtime, considering shutting down Showtime and migrating its content to Paramount Paramount Plus? I just hope that means we pay less and get more. Uh, I just don't know. Like, Paramount and... I just feel like as a channel and as a as a network, Showtime is just a far more recognizable name. Like Paramount is recognizable to the movie theaters. to the movies, but you know it's like it's like people don't know Walt Disney, right? Who owns a majority stake in ESPN, mm-hmm. also owns a majority stake in, in Fox. Twenty, yeah. The but what's the movie joint? What, ain't it called Twenty First Century Fox? Okay, yeah. So they own all their fucking content, but because they own ABC as well, they wouldn't pick up the the Fox like news channel. Mm. They just own like all the movie shit. So I don't know, man. It's interesting because I was thinking, damn, maybe we could even get one like that. But come to find out, they only own, you know, the 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 movie shit, the TV shows. So Nothing. for those that are saying, what's the network war? The war is the bidding fox and showtime won it earl and ugas was on fox i mean earl and ugas was on showtime but before that he was on fox so both of them are interested in the fight that is why the networks for pbc are warring because they both want a crack at putting on that show um it is quite unfortunate that We haven't, the ink hasn't dried on a potential partnership because there is something that is happening uh, in New York. It already took place. Now they're coming to Texas. And I want to tell you about this desperately because it aligns with us. It's so us as a community. And by us, I mean TBV. Um, But once that ink dries, you know what I'm saying? Business is business. But it is... Good. Just remember to ask me in case I forget. 
And but if I forgot, I guess that also means that the ink never dried. <laughs> Yo, look at Supermax. What he, he said? He said, I'm out my damn mind. He said, Marvin, the unified champ. He ain't walking in first, bro. Look, it's all about your name, bro. It's all about the name, which is why yeah. now Ness said for him to come out of retirement is 25000 For me to come out of retirement. Nah, I don't want that much money, man. For me to come out, I only need a dime. Little. Little, little, my, little ten my, ball. my fight could be negotiated. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to price myself out. You feel me? Like I actually want to compete again. Because again, it's like yo. In 2017, I had worked out so hard to get to 217, and I'm already there without working out. So like now, I'm getting to work out with world class trainers. I want to see what that part of my life looks like in competition. I know I'm older now, so I'm going to get tired quicker and all that. I'm, I'm smoking way more than I ever did. Shout out to Haradine, keeping us with the greatest and the bestest out there. After this show, I'm on the rooftop, and I'm going to be blowing big old donuts in the air. Without saying too much, can mm -hmm. we at least talk about the experience of that bubble gum yesterday? Not really, because... Not the I would experience. Love, I, I want to. I would love to form an alliance and a partnership with them, but I don't even know what we could say due to that bright light shining behind you. And you know that was nah, just nah, conversation. Nah, yeah, the conversation, but the fact that we smelled that. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, different. we smelled some flower that I've never smelled any flower that resembled. A piece of candy that much to the T. Somehow they it was spot on, yeah. That somehow they on. replicated the smell of Big League chewing gum, and it's Humble Farms Big League weed. Somehow, I mean, it's insane. I was tight though. My man showed it, and he give me an L. Yo, <laughs> how, how do I know it's as good as you say if you ain't let me blow it yeah, down? It was just that smell. Did you ask to smoke it? I did not because I felt like you said, "Yo, you gotta see this." Nah, but to be fair though, I felt like things kind of moved quick because remember he was following somebody, yeah. so he, you know, people had to move around. But yeah, man, it was it was it was quite interesting. It was a, a new experience. Yo, did you get the message I sent you, champ? No, I didn't. Yeah, check check your messages. Uh, you know, screenshot that. Let me see what you got. Danny sent me a message here on what? Yeah, text message. I message. Yup, yup, yup. A box right? Yeah. For what? That rayo. You could pull that up. <clears throat> Bro, why are you trying? Like he lost his last fight. Why you want to show his boxer? Right? No, I just want to uh, show people, uh, in fact, what his real name is, not what you claim for it to be. What is the spelling for the country of the? Why would you ask for the spelling if you're typing it in? The spelling's gonna be right there. <laughs> See, it's still the same way. Oh no, it is no L. You're right. It's Ven. But okay. it's V E, not V A. Yeah, no, no, no. You're Rayo's right. V A L. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh, Jose, what's up, Coach? We were just talking about your fighter and how I don't know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Bo, 
I just seen where Jason Rosario got a fight against somebody. I can't remember who it was. They I didn't announce it. No. They didn't announce no, it. No, it's a good He's fight. On, yeah, it's uh, Yo Elvis. Yo Elvis, yes, no, yes. Y'all both wrong, man. Okay. It's separate fights. It's a triple header. Mm. Fucking weirdos. Mm. So who Yo Elvis fighting? Psst, they didn't announce. They just announced the people that are fighting, but not each other. They definitely not fighting each other. Uh, I think you're wrong, bro. All right. Go to box rep. This is where we need the Jeopardy sound by. I got to send that to, to Bo. Cuban Southpaw has agreed to face former junior middleweight champion Jason Rosario. Oh, wow. Did you look at that? 12-round championship fight. He made that up. Show me a link. Boxingscene.com. No, I got I got him, Bo. Send me a link. It's already man. sent. Check your messages. Y'all lying. Y'all ain't read that right. Okay. Screen share, champ. That way the world Yo, can Yo, Elvis will be taking an intriguing step up in opposition in his seventh professional fight. BoxingScene.com has learned that emerging Cuban Southpaw has agreed to face former junior middleweight champion and former unified champion Jason Rosario La Banana. In a 12-round, 154-pound fight, likely will take place November 5th as a part of Showtime's championship boxing triple header. Sight to be determined. The other two bouts that'll make up Showtime's telecast November 5th haven't been finalized. That's a good fight. Um, I'm getting Gomez by knockout. Jason can't make weight and has zero punch resistance. And eats a lot of Snickers. Eats Snickers and they're under his bed. In camp. In camp. Unbelievable. $5 Super Chat Jazz Jazz 11 says, how's Ammo's mental health looking? Um, a lot better than it was. And yeah. I believe in him. Yeah. He's been in the gym. So, shout out to Ammo, Coach Kevin Cunningham. We got any callers, Bo? 425 five, What is it? 425-569-5241? Press one. One time. I need Voice the map, opinion. fellas. I need the map. Looks like we're going to have bro, David, I'm not sending, the Mexican I'm, I'm not sending it to you again, bro. It gets buried. You know, yo. I you, don't care. Go me and you bestest of friends. We text so much. Messages get buried. What's wrong Tim, with this guy? Go to guy? our photos in the thread. I'm not sending it. I've sent it twice already. Bro, why are you being lazy? Have you ever sent it to Jose? I have not. I'm sending it to him. So send it to me so I can send it to him. Do you want him on the show or it's not? Barry. Do you want him on the show or not? I found it, man. Did you see how easy that was? It wasn't easy, bro. It you was it, it was easier to, for you to send it. And it's it buried. It. I you know, I would have to go through my shit. Yo, Nest GTO Instagram and Twitter. Greg Catch Woke, me on actually Danny, the boxing boys. Yo, that's crazy, bro. We were supposed to give away FTWR brand shirt yesterday and today. None of y'all can't get it because y'all whack. Jazz Jazz 11, another $5 super chat. So, shit, you got it. Ammo left Kevin Cunningham and is in Florida now. Well, Kevin Cunningham's in he Florida. He's in Florida. Which is why. Ammo went to Florida from to be Houston. with Kevin Cunningham. So, yeah. Thank you, Jazz Boxing Jazz. Voice, we out. Yo, Jazz Jazz 11, send Bo. Your address. You getting this shirt, man. Bo Mason underscore. You getting this shirt all the way in the UK. On IG. That even so, so, so the whole ten dollars you sent, yeah, we gonna use that for shipping because you know it costs like thirty to send shit to the UK. Mm. So if you don't answer in the next five minutes, we ain't sending it because it is expensive to send over there. You better claim it in five minutes. Speaking of claim, guess who claimed it? 
Ill Will called me. Mm. But then he hit me this morning and was like, yo, nah, I don't want it. Give it to Tony Salgado! So Tony hit me up ASAP because time is running out. Yo, what's crazy is Ill Will writing Cali and still said no. Why you I was so no? happy. I'm like, oh, yeah, that flight going to be cheap. Why you saying no? He won't bring his girl. Mm. I'm like, yo, got, I'll just give you the money and you drive her. He's like, hell no, we ain't driving. I got Tony Glove and shirt in the car with the label printed, but I feel like. Yeah, hold off. I, right. Text him it's on IG. Text him on IG. See if he want to be the winner and we're going to fly his ass out. Tony, bring the fucking wedding rings and a bango, man. You know what I'm saying? Bring me a Cuban, bro. You know what I'm saying? Here. We gonna make a sale out here in Vegas. Alright, we out, man. That's GTO Instagram and Twitter. Catch us on the next one. Ring, Ring Walk Danny, Instagram and Twitter. Bo Mason underscore TBV. On IG. Michael Jordan. And then um we are the boxing voice. Catch us 12 p.m. Pacific Blue Wire Studios inside of the Wind Casino in Las Vegas. We out of here. Out of here. Nevada. No vemos, no. Arriba Dirty. Nice summer. Hasta luego. Las Vegas. Bye bye. Adios. Arriba.